the table of wrestling knowledge. Announce table. Fuck yeah, it's episode seventy. Seven zero. Seven goddamn zero of the Spanish announce table there we go big 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 episode this week t-mac tell him why we've got a big show for you as not, he not just the big show not the big show but, but a, a big, big show. show we've got the author of 30 years of wrestlemania Say brian what? Shields. brian Shields. and as most of you know because we've kind of let you behind the curtain we do these interviews before we start the actual show because yes. we want them to do the interview at a reasonable time. We're still here. It's late, 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 and we're just starting our first segment. So we did the interview first. Yep. Uh, it's amazing. It's really, awesome. It's very good. Uh, he talks about the book, talks about some other fun things. Uh, answers Cinco Preguntas, of Cinco course. Cinco Preguntas answers uh, a few of your, uh, your. tweet the tables uh, questions to him. Uh, and it's really fantastic. Uh, we're going to have him on again in the future, but definitely for this show, just knocks it out of the park. It was awesome. Uh, covers it, like I said, the book, 30 Years WrestleMania. I'll say this probably 100 times this episode, and you might get nauseated, but I don't mean it to be, and I mean it with all my heart. This is definitely a book you have to have if you're a wrestling fan. I bought it with my own money, and I'm yeah. cheap. Yeah. The only thing I buy a lot of is beer. Other than that, <laughs> I'm Reese's cheap. peanut butter cups. Yeah, that and beer, and that's beer. it. And I bought this book. Do not regret a second of reading it. Everything is awesome. There's literally stories about every single match. It, it reminds you of some of the great things you may have forgotten about. Uh, he does a great, th- great job telling you about stories you already know. Uh, some of the backstage stories. He interviews Linda McMahon. Uh, Randy Orton's interview in there is really awesome. Uh, there's just a lot of great stuff, and we cover most of it in our interview tonight. Sure, yeah, we give you a whole hour pretty much with Brian Shields, yeah. and and it, you can't even scratch the surface. And that's why we're going to have him on again. We talked off air. Yeah. Uh, definitely going to cover so much more. Uh, so, yeah, he does a great job. And uh, so let's get into our first segment. Well, for any of you that are new or maybe are uh, jumping on the bandwagon because you heard about it through Brian Shields, mm-hmm. welcome. We are the Spanish Announce Table. We are a professional wrestling podcast we talk about the great world that is professional wrestling come on and i am captain awesome this is t mac and now typically every show every single show every single show we start with the news the news which we still will do but we won't do it how we normally do it because flat out honesty here i didn't have time to do it normally normally i research stories find the good ones Mm -hmm. and i make a funny headline t mac tries to guess what i'm talking about we kind of uh, flipped the script, though, on this one, because I yeah. have the story. Now, he has the stories, and we're just and he didn't necessarily have a headline. I'm but, not good at headlines. See, with these big pay-per-views, and we just had Survivor Series, typically a lot of the news that comes about is, oh, Sting came back, here's the backstage story on how that happened. And, and we typically don't talk about those 
hearsay, rumor mm-hmm. mill, news stories. We generally talk about big time stories that we can discuss right. further. And there were a couple things that happened that we will discuss, and we're just not going to do it. But we always not traditionally, but we're we not. always always start with start the with the news. All right, hey, so I'm going to start with uh, a headline here. And I'm taking it from them because uh-huh. I'm yeah, not good, right. like I yeah. said. Uh, former WWE star mm. hospitalized with broken neck. That sucks. Yoshi Tatsu has announced uh. on Twitter that he was hospitalized in Tokyo after it was discovered that he had two broken bones in his neck. Mm. As pr- previously reported, New Japan Pro Wrestling announced that Tatsu was pulled from the rest of the World Tag League Tournament due to a neck injury, which was believed by taking a Styles Clash wrong uh, from AJ Styles at New Japan's go Pro figure. Struggle Eye Pay-Per-View. Go figure. I only heard this story already. Yeah. I mean, that, that the move is dangerous. It is. You know, and it's... Uh, and uh, to AJ's credit, he said it on, I think it was either, it was either Chris Jericho or it was Jim Ross. Mm-hmm. He said that, you know, like... He didn't try to say, oh, I'm not totally to blame here. But he was saying, you know, there was a language barrier with some of these guys. I tried talking to them. I tried to make sure they understood what the move was and how to handle it. And maybe there was a lack in communication here. And, you know what I mean? It was kind of a, hey, we both screwed up here. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not some reckless oaf, you know? Yeah. I, like I said, it's a dangerous move where your neck is exposed. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do it correctly, and even if you do have it, correctly as far as for you the timing could be off and you're still hurt and again mm-hmm. language barriers things of that nature uh it was totally an accident uh but it looks like he did suffer a pretty bad injury to his neck hopefully he gets better hopefully and you we've know, seen people come back yeah from that. And, and he's one of those guys where it, it's interesting because it seems like he has all the potential in the world but then it feels like he hasn't for, realized it for as long as he's been doing this too he's still seemingly very young very mm-hmm. healthy very fit you know, like, so it, it's, I would venture just not knowing much about it. If I was to say, oh, could Yoshitatsu handle something like this and come back without knowing the severity of the neck injury, obviously, I would say, yeah, I would believe that. He seems like a, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. strong-willed guy. I mean, he's clearly been to places that I'll never be. You know what I mean? So he's very hardworking, dedicated individual. So, yeah. Uh, another uh, wrestling health story that I did hear about, and we talked about a little bit off air, mm-hmm. Kamala. Again, man, amputee it now. sucks. Double double amputee. A great story. I will say that a great story written about him on Bleacher Report. Mm-hmm, you can read. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't give you any of the details because I don't want to ruin it for you. Uh, but man, it just sucks to hear about these guys uh, that go from, you know, and he was never the top guy, but he had matches with Hogan. Yeah, which if you have right. a match with Hogan, you're making some good money. Yeah, exactly. They and, they thought you could tell a story with Hogan. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, and so for him to go from that to kind of what he is now, which I think he's still relevant. I think, you know, he's mm-hmm. definitely a guy where we don't look at him as a tragic story, but it definitely huh. sucks that uh, he, he's <laughs> in the spot he is. And Speaking of tragic stories. What? Sonny. Oh, man. Uh, go on Twitter. This isn't really much of a headline as no. it is a fall from grace. This is a womp. She is one of those. She's almost to me. She's the female counterpart to Scott Hall. Yeah, she's a dumpster fire right now. But and it felt like when she got inducted into the Hall of Fame, hey, she's turning around. She was doing WWE little spots where she was talking about, you know, her uh, peak. She was breaking into her ex-boyfriend's place, and Mm -hmm. you know what I mean. And now she's. Get on Skype, and if you pay me fifty bucks, I'll show you my titties. Hey, and I mean, you know, whatever you got to do. And I mean, clearly, some people do that, and I'm not one to judge. I mean, 
hey, however my, you make a dollar. My life choices have got me here. Right, so. exactly. I, I've always been of the moniker, and this is my own personal way of viewing life. Whatever you need to do to make a dollar, feel free. Because at the end of the night, you have to deal with it. Yeah. It's not me. Yeah. Whatever you do, as long as it doesn't totally okay affect with it, me. It bother, yeah. Right. As long as you're not a contract killer and you try yeah. to kill a close hey, look, friend or relative. I'll put it out there now. You want to get on Skype paying 50 bucks? I'll show you my balls. Whoa. <laughs> that, yeah? was, that was all you. Huh? Hey. You want to see my balls? <laughs> no. 50 bucks. <laughs> no. Come on. No. Not you. Well, you're looking at me, so it's freaking me out. Well, I can't look at the listeners, <laughs> ladies. No. Can't offer that to this. I'm sorry. All right, let's get to another headline because that was really weird. Took a real, really odd turn there. Access TV. Access TV. A, you have some experience with Access yes, TV. Yes. Uh, I used to have uh, televised fights. Not my. Sure. I worked for the company day in, day out, day-to-day operations. So, yeah, you feel like you had some ownership Oh, yeah. In I, was in, I was in meetings with... Andrew Simon, who's the president of the network, yep. where I was the decision maker. Nice. First off, that was one of the most surreal moments of my life. Yeah. Hey, right now, heavy set. <laughs> uh, who else argues with you? Big Josh. Big Josh. Cataclysmic every yeah. so often. Katie Think about so this. Often. This guy, if you can see him right now, <laughs> is decision making in boardrooms on with national the, with the television. President of Access TV. Right. Yeah, Andrew national television. For those outside of the American, that's a big, that's a big time national network. Yeah, yeah, it's a premium channel yep. which you get uh, if you pay for the top tier yep. networks. Anyhow, Access TV announced they're back in the pro wrestling game, which is awesome. Remember, they used to have Ring of Honor. Yep, I remember that. Got rid of that's that. Where I used to watch Ring of Honor. Right, yep. and so did I. That's where I got really introduced to Ring of Honor, and mm-hmm. then I went back and I was like, oh, crap, you oh, had yeah. Punk, Joe, AJ, yep. all those guys. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, but it's announced that they have acquired New Japan Pro Wrestling. Which is interesting. So are they going to do this English, or are they going to? Well, I don't know. So it's 13-episode series, premieres January 16th, 2015 at 9 Eastern. And uh, really the details, you know – the, the press release was very much of a, hey, Access TV hey, does hey, this, hey. and, uh, and Everybody. New, New yeah. Japan is great history from 1972 and blah, blah, blah. So it really doesn't give you a lot to dig into, yeah but what here's my question to you. Mm. New Japan gets the TV deal. Global Force Wrestling's presenting the New Japan thing. Does Access TV just kind of do a old we'll bait and switch? Yeah. You know, like, thanks, New Japan. Now we'll take Global Force. Or maybe they're now they maybe both. both. Yeah. Maybe both. I don't know. Well, and in kind of related news, so more stuff is coming about uh, with the TNA Destination America. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like the plan is they're going to keep a two-hour mm-hmm. segment. They're going to offer, it sounds like, more programming for TNA. And check out SpanishNowsTable.net right now. Dustin Hull, DRG, mm-hmm. uh, has put up. Another amazing article on our website, and he kind of runs down this whole list of possibilities. And it sounds like, we say this a lot, TNA, oh, another big change. They're going to revamp again. But I'm kind of looking forward to this one because, for me, I know some people love it, but the current product just wasn't wasn't doing it for me. It was good and wasn't terrible. I think it was their best in recent memory. Yeah. But for me, knowing the end result, and I've said this many times on the show, if I know you're going away next week, I don't really care what you're doing yeah. this week. And it feels like you almost have to. You're switching networks. You can't just be like, hey, now it's – And I mean, I guess Raw used to do that. But, yeah. But, like, it, to me it feels like, yeah, 
it's time make it a fresh start mm-hmm. it's a new very network true. it doesn't have the same feel as spike tv you know spike tv was the very the we're the man channel oh so you 100%. had to do that rawr, yeah rawr. Right. you know like you had to do that and maybe you don't have to do that now i still think it's interesting that spike doesn't want to be in the pro wrestling business so some of the details was that they did but they wanted to pay a lot less now well, because TNA probably wasn't holding TNA up to didn't their didn't match. Yeah. The, the the idea was you're going to get to the two million viewers mark, and they failed to meet that. So they said, okay, By that's fine. But we still like the programming, mm-hmm. and we still want to carry it. We just don't want to pay what we're paying because we expected it to get to two million. You expected it to get to two million. That didn't happen. So let's renegotiate. Mm-hmm. TNA kind of didn't want to play ball with that. What night will TNA be on? They don't know that yet. They don't well, that with yet. the Access TV. Uh, they're going to be on Friday nights. Nice. So that fills the Friday, Friday night, night void yep. that SmackDown now goes to Thursday. And if you got the network, when, NXT Wednesday. So if yeah. they could get on Tuesday night. Man, that would be. Every night of the week. Wrestling. Now, isn't something on Tuesdays anyway is main event or Super Yeah, Cubs main Tuesdays event is. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but again, and this only is. Cataclysm, a, Cataclysm is the only person in the world that watches those shows. Well, <laughs> no, when kidding. they're live. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. When they're live, no. I'm just kidding, kidding. Uh you know, the ne- main event should be way more than what it is. And this is kind of going off side note of. I think the- they went away from it should have been. And we'll get back to that. It sh- they should have stayed with it's one big match. And they would tell the story of that match. Oh, it's an hour. You know? When Kofi and Miz were going back yes. and forth with the Intercontinental title when main event started yeah. on Ion or whatever that channel yes. was. Yeah, that's how it should be. Now, now they it's made it just-, just another superstars. Right. Yeah. It's and- just here's where we, we really shot this before we. You know but I mean? shouldn't main event to you. If it's going to be on the network and they're saying, everyone watch the network. Yeah. Hey. hey! Over here. Only nine ninety nine. Watch the network. Then put on a match. Free for November. Right. And then put on a match that it's I care event about. worthy. Yeah. That's main event worthy. Why is Dean Ambrose and, I'm making this up, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Yeah. Never had a match. On main event. On main event. And that's where you do that. So for the first 20 minutes, you're hyping the story. Mm-hmm. That's going to build your storyline. Then they put on a 20-minute classic. There's your hour right there because you're spicing some commercials and some other yeah. promos for other shows and mm. your raw recaps and, you know, all that kind you of You can't jack. expect people to care when it's Fondango versus Adam Rose. Right. Only the absolute most diehards, like I watch a fuck ton of wrestling, mm-hmm. watch that. And – I just don't. I mean, I watch a lot of wrestling. You got to have a high. You've got to really, and yep. it, maybe if I had more time, I might catch some of it. But yeah. I just like it's still. I'm not going to go out of my way to watch that. The first match for Roman Reigns' return should be main event. Well, on the network. On the network. Hey, yes. you know yes. he's back. He'll do yes. a promo on Raw. Stay tuned after we get off air. Tune into the network. My first match back is against fill in the blank. Yeah. Right? Or yeah. even do it before the show. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, and the show I'm talking about is Raw. Yeah. Do it one of those ways. Make the network a must-see destination. So, speaking of the network. What's up? On the WWE Network mm-hmm. last Sunday, Survivor Series. Survivor Series. Survivor Series. The big, big story of the week. Survivor Series. Are we getting into Survivor Series right now? We're going to do Survivor Series. We're going to break down. How we did on our picks. 
What was that? I just heard someone say, yeah, and this is supposed to be a soundproof Yeah, soundproof booth. studio, and we yeah. can hear the vacuum. We can hear John Cena running the vacuum. Right, going, we can hear Viscera yelling, yeehaw. That's weird. Anyway. All right, so we're getting into Survivor Series. Survivor Series. What did you think overall? I thought the undercard was a tad weak. Yeah, I thought it was decent, but it was- I thought- here, the problem is you build ten big names. I'm big, but right. if you put ten names in a main event, you're thinning out the possibilities of the undercard. Well, no, the only problem I had, to be honest, yeah, is uh, the bunny. The bunny, thing. God, get off the TV. Get off it because also I don't have any faith that this will turn into a meaningful storyline. It's going to be a bullshit pop, pop. Yeah, there it is. Hey. I, and maybe we mentioned it in Tweet the Table, and I'm sorry if I'm, you know, ruining somebody's thunder, but it's going to be a Santino, or it's going to be, a, you know, because now it's gone on too long. Yep. It's it's going to be a little hee-hee, you know, it's not going to be what you said. No, this is payback from a story that we never heard of. This is a backstory, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Kane and the Undertaker, we never saw the Kane and Undertaker saga. They told us as he's coming out, we were brothers, our mm-hmm. parents, and blah, blah, right. blah, you know? You make something up that, that you have to tell us. Your story, but uh, Survivor Series. I thought the main event was the best storyline main event for as many people as they had in that match that you could do. I thought the elimination of Mark Henry was great. I thought, yeah, that was, and the way they just show the big shot afterwards, and he's just fucking like, yeah, I'm I thought kick some ass. I thought the elimination of Ryback was perfect. Yeah, because what it did is it took two finishers. Yes, one was sneaky. Yes, to eliminate him. Yes, and it wasn't early, not really, because if you would have had him in the, later, then he becomes a story. And right. what that was is build him, build him, build him. Yeah, Survivor Series now. He's really unscathed. Yeah, exactly. Because it's yeah. forgettable elimination. He was cheated out of there. Right, he's yep. cheated out. Yep. So now he still has the that momentum. That match went on so long and so many more stories right. unfolded. And so yes. he's still good. He's still yes. golden, right? I thought Seth Rollins jumping in and doing his finisher to yes. Ryback, doing his finisher to, I think it was uh, Big Show is yes. Flying Me. I thought it was like, yep, this is the their guy. Yes. He was perfect in it. I thought Rusev, how he was eliminated. Yes. He basically made one mistake, but no one did a finisher to him. Nope. Nothing like that. He just yep. couldn't get up. And they tried, and but he's so heavy, they right. couldn't pick him up and get him in in time. So I thought that was perfect. Yes. The Big Show heel turn. Now, how many, I think it's sure. 11 heel turns yeah, now to yeah, 10 yeah. faces or whatever, yeah. I think someone said. I think it was Kiwi that uh, sent us that. Uh, now, uh but I actually kind of like the storyline the next the yeah. next night. Well, and here's the thing. You thought <laughs> it was going to be Cena. Well, you just thought, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's your big heel turn. And now, you know, yeah, he joins. Cena's out. He walks away. They beat up Dolph. Game over. Right. And then it went on. Yeah. And you're like, oh. And they got rid of Cena in a good way. Yes. Right? The heel yep. turn yep. eliminated him. Uh and the Dolph then, Ziggler. Well, you got the best wrestlers. You got the two best wrestlers yeah. in that match well, to finish it off. And Dolph Ziggler uh, got the rub of a fucking lifetime for being in that spot right there. Right. Especially with what unfolded afterwards. Sting! And Triple H and Stephanie sold the whole entire thing well. Right. Their reactions to every little thing. Was perfect. Whether they're happy or they were pissed off the or one, scared. Yeah, the, the, two, the two count and Triple H jumps up on yes, the ropes. Yes, just throwing stuff. Right, yeah. yeah. 
I thought it was perfect. I honestly I really think thought, those announcers weren't told a lot of what was going to happen. And I think that's when they work best. Yes. Because what they were told, and it, I thought it was obvious, and the only criticism I have of actually what happened was, okay, so Sting walks out. Yeah. Right? One, two, Sting walks out. And I wouldn't have done it that way. I'll tell you here in a second what I would have done. Sure. But let's just take it for what they did. So he walks out. And Sting, and Michael Cole says, he's made such an impact. What if he literally just walked back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't do anything, Michael. Yeah. You got to wait till he does something yeah, to say, yeah. what an impact. Yeah, right? very true. And then he doesn't even take two steps, and JBL's already saying, he's a six-time WCW. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's. I get that some people might not know yeah, him. because here's the thing. Aren't you supposed to be shocked that he's even there yeah, to start talking just, about his right, how do you accolades? Just, boom. And yeah. I get that some people are just stat nerds. Sure. But let's let's you're supposed to be so shocked that you stats like, don't come to your head. You're like, okay, Sting is great, but why? Yeah, why? why is he doing what Sting? Right. What? You and have it, no Well and Jerry Lawler stake in this. And Jerry Lawler, for his credit, did the best of the three. Mm. Why is he here? Yeah. What is he doing? What is he yeah, there's no reason for Sting to be in this. Right. And it felt very rehearsed when Sting came out for those three guys. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was great. Yeah. I thought the holy shit. The Triple H stare down. The was Triple, H- Triple H is great for that in ring stare down moment. Uh huh. The heavy breathing. The, like the. Because he's standing there like, you could see on his face, why the fuck are you here? Well, and why are you ruining my fucking life at this moment? And, and the coolest part of his debut, Sting's debut, I thought. What's just the little intricacy of this one little moment? You can watch it back on the network for nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. Uh is so they they circle each other. Yeah. And then Triple H kind of has this realization, like you're in my fucking ring. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, what the hell are you doing in my ring? And Sting right back, like cocks his head. Yeah. He's like, what? Yeah. Like it was like fuck yeah, two men yes. are meeting in the middle mm-hmm. of the playground yeah. to fucking fight. You that know? moment was done amazing, and and I. This is going off the WWE topic, but I texted you this, and I mm-hmm. said, this is why, and boy, a DRG or somebody's going to hate me for this, but I said, this is why when we when everybody's like, you can't compare them to WWE, I can compare them to WWE, TNA, okay. as far as TNA and ROHs for this. Wrestling is storytelling. Mm-hmm. None of these other people can even pretend to come close to telling that story right there, giving us that Mm-hmm. moment mm-hmm. and it didn't have anything to do with the crowd right it didn't have anything to do with the lights it didn't have anything to do with the giant arena i've never seen on any of these other shows that moment mm-hmm. where you're in awe yep you're like just shock and awe the whole storyline culminating the explosion of everything yep and that's what wwe does better than anybody mm-hmm. all their money in the world helps all their production experience oh, yeah. helps all of that helps but that is the root of why WWE has been so successful because they tell you a story that you care to tune into. 100% agree. Now, because I am, uh, I think I, my mind for whatever it, it was going to happen would be you better. You could have done it way better. Right. Yeah. I, the only, and I think besides the bunny, which is just Jesus. whatever, uh, the only thing I would have done, and I told you this off air, yeah. I would have done a bait and switch in the sense of this. You have Survivor Series open. And I was not a fan of the promo. Stop opening damn every show with promos. I'm tired of that. But if you're going to do it, the Sting debut, because it was talked about even before 
JR, yeah. JR mm-hmm. talked about it. Even a, a few listeners that we have that doesn't really talk to me that much w- were messaging me saying, what do you think of Sting debuting? I thought it would have been great if you done if you would have done a, for example, they did that backstage segment where Triple H said, it's all or nothing. You have at the very end the camera pan, and it's an RKO shirt. Right? Right. Then you have like a little viper or something. Not not the actual snake, but you know what I mean? Some yes. some Randy Orton uh, call to memory. Yeah. And then you shut the lights off and you do it for an extra second longer. And everyone <laughs> thinks it's Randy Orton uh-huh. with a RKO out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Because it makes perfect sense. His hometown. Yeah. We just saw all this RKO stuff. Randy Orton, Randy Orton, Randy Orton. It was everybody's pick. Right. Yeah. And the lights come on, and then that sting. Yes. And then that. Because when he came out, I, I, for me to get up out of my seat and say, oh, shit, it takes a lot. And it did. A wrestling fan for 27 years. Yeah, whatever. Uh, For. I, I did that initially, but then I felt like, okay, I kind of was prepared for this. Sure. If you would have done the bait and switch, it would have gave me the shock. Yes. Because kind of what you said, anyone would have got a that good moment, reaction. That moment, Sting has his own allure. Right. I've been on record as saying I never really, I, know, I just never really was like, Sting is great. I was just kind of like, yeah, Sting, cool, you know, and but- I've, it almost turned me off the what I feel, and I know I'm not the norm, so maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. Uh, I never got – what turned me off was the over thing, like, Sting's one of the greatest of all time. I'm like, he's not even in my top five, okay? Mm-hmm. So whatever, you know? <laughs> right. That's just me. Right. So, but when I heard it was wrong. coming, and the whole thing is, it to me that was less about it's Sting and more about this was a curveball that you weren't expecting to be in that storyline to affect the outcome. Right. So you could have put in X for somebody that you didn't expect to be in that storyline. Right. Had no purpose. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a large name to do that. It couldn't have been Fondango, for fuck's sake. Uh, right. Let's just hypothetically say it was Kurt Angle. Yeah. Kurt Angle would have got I a... I feel would have got a very similar reaction right. to that story. Yes. And where I think it would have been... A cooler moment is with the bait and switch. It's Here's, it's it's look at Orton, look at Orton, look at Orton. Not yeah. got someone else. The best and even better person it could have been Shane McMahon. Well, uh, Monday Night Raw ended uh-huh. with an anonymous GM. Yeah, Shane McMahon's never coming back. Why wouldn't he, dude? Do you know how much money he's making and setting the groundwork for WWE to go over and if in other markets. Okay, and now that's all real life. Yeah. But I'm saying if Vince asks his son for a favor. Oh, sure. Come in and do a key. Yeah, right. Yeah. And what if, I'm saying is. Okay, I, I just resigned from this board. I'm going to start another one in well, a year. You know, like yeah. I got a year to fuck right, around. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. And okay. what I'm saying is because of the storyline of Triple H and Stephanie have to get back into power. Yeah. And the only person that can bring him back is John Cena. John Cena. Who's the only guy? And again, I have no basis of saying this. I just think this would be the coolest. Who has the only wherewithal and intelligence and mean streak other than Vince and you've taken out Stephanie and Triple H who's the only other person left Shane Shane McMahon Linda well but Shane McMahon yeah but Shane McMahon becomes that evil entity hungry he sees the opening right smell blood in the water right and John Cena does the 
whole storyline, which I think this is how it ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Cena does the storyline of, I'm going to take the devil I know over the devil I, I don't, don't know, know. Yep. and brings back Triple yep. H and Stephanie. Yep. Perfect. I think it would be great with Shane. Well, T-Mac, what we do every time there's pay-per-view coming up, mm-hmm. we do some picks beforehand, and we did that. And we score yeah. them based <laughs> on a rubric. And we score them based on a rubric, and we're going to go over that right now. Okay? Yeah. There was the kickoff show. There was two matches on the kickoff show, by the way. Mm-hmm. The Dolph Ziggler kickoff show, which hasn't featured Dolph Ziggler in a while, so maybe we need to rename it. The Fandango. It's the Cesaro kickoff show. Oh, yeah. There you go. Well, it kicks off with Justin Gabriel versus Fandango. We did not know this was coming, so we did not pick it. However, Fandango via pinfall. Fandango, new and improved, is simply not a cheesy ballroom dancer, and now he's a more Latin believable dancer. character. He's a Latin salsa guy. I believe that character, uh, maybe not the name, but I believe there's a guy who loves dancing and sexy ladies. He's going to be that salsa Latin type guy, right? Just have him be Johnny Curtis. Oh, I agree with that 100%, but if you're set, set on this fucking dancer guy, this is more believable than the first Fandango we got. Very true. Very true. Um, but decent match. I mean, but Fandango, man, I worry about him doing that finisher. Yeah. If Hogan hated his finisher, Johnny Curtis don't have that much of a career because that's from the top rope. Yeah, he's going to be fucking five inches shorter by the end of his fucking career. Anyway, yeah. the next kickoff show match in the Cesaro kickoff show did feature Cesaro with his real Americans, former Real American tag partner, Jack Swagger. And we didn't pick this either because we didn't know it was coming. Um Jack Swagger winning via submission to the Patriot Lock, and the Cesaro job tour continues. We the people. That's all they wanted to do. mm -hmm. Now we get into the real meat and potatoes. Here we go. Come on. The WWE Tag Team Championship Fatal 4-Way featuring Dusty's Dusts, Goldust and Sardust, the Usos, Los Matadores, and Miz and Miz now. And I don't care what people are saying on the internet, and trust me, I am the first one to yell till I'm blue in the face that I've already seen this before, but I love that the tag team kicks off the pay-per-view. Yeah. Oh, I like I it. I love it. Yeah. I get it. You know, people yep. are like, well, it's the same thing as Orton versus Cena again. Like, we're seeing yeah. a tag match again. I get it. And I understand your criticism yeah. 100%. But I like a title match kicking off the show. I like the I like watching the Usos jump yeah. around as the first it's thing. It's a great I opener. I used to love it when they kicked off WrestleMania with the money in the bank because it's a lot of people involved. Yep. Here we go. Balls to the it's wall. It's a lot of going Start around. Start the yep. energy. And especially with tag teams nowadays, is usually your younger guys mm-hmm. that are very athletic. They're all over the place. Yep. wasn't always that way. It is now. Anyway, T-Mac, you picked Miz and Mizdow would win via a pinfall, and I predicted Dusty's Dusts would do so via a pinfall. Who won? And in the end, Miz and Mizdow won via a pinfall. You get the five points for the correct Winner and the three points for the correct method of victory bring in the total eight to nothing. <laughs> Let's go. Then we moved on to the Divas Traditional Survivor Series Elimination Match. Now, with these, we determine you'll get five points for correctly predicting the right team. And then if you correctly, exactly predicted the survivors left, you would get that many points. If you, corrected, if you said it's going to be these exact three and those exact three, one, then you got three points. That's how we were going to do these Survivor Series elimination matches. Mm-hmm. Well, this featured Alicia Fox, one half of the greatest wrestling match of all time, <laughs> Natalia, Naomi, and Emma versus Paige, Cameron, Summer Rae, and Layla. Layla. Now, 
You said the sole survivor would be Paige. I said it would be Natalia and Emma, and there would be the, yay, you're such a great person, I'm a bad friend. <laughs> I was kind of right. That happened. It just wasn't only Natalia and Emma. It was all four. It was clean sweep. Alicia Fox, Natalia, Naomi, and Emma. So I got the five points, but no extra points. And I got zero. And you got zero. I thought the way they did it was great. I did, too. Because Paige was like, God, these bitches suck. Suck, yes. And I have to do everything. And then her temper got the best of yes. her, and she lost. Yes. And so I thought it was a very well-done match. Save face for her. Yep. You're not going to beat four people. Right. Save Although, face. Dolph beat three, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, but it took Sting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Natalia and... Alicia Fox, Naomi, and Emma win. So now our total is eight to five in favor okay. of T Mac. All right. All right, all right, all right. Come on. All right, all right, all right. Dean Ambrose versus Bray Wyatt in what eventually was just a setup for a match at TLC. Well, it made me want another match. Oh, yeah. So Absolutely. they accomplished yeah. their goal. Hey, Bray Wyatt won via disqualification, and Dean Ambrose put the fucking wood to him. The only thing that maybe he wanted to do and they told him not to do. Is if you're gonna get on a ladder, yeah, you gotta jump. I kind of knew he wasn't gonna jump off because that table's upside down. Right. Well, that's what yeah, I'm saying. I was like, eh, that, but no. if you're gonna jump, get on a ladder. Yeah. It's almost like when you watch a play and there's a gun presented, yeah. it has to be shot. What you need to do <laughs> is don't just let him go up there and just stand there and be like, oh, um, I guess not. You got to get officials to pull him down. Right. Yeah. Let the, him be the psycho he is. Right. And like, no, perfect. Kill him. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you make the referees the bad guys, yes. and he wants to do it, but yes. he can't. So then you play his music, and that's the yeah. end of it. So Bray Wyatt won via disqualification. Now I had predicted Dean Ambrose would win via pin, a pinfall, pinfall, and I got zero points. You predicted no winner. You predicted there would be a draw or no contest, some sort of close. no winner declared. I was close. You were close. Yeah. I got worried there. I yeah. Because like, oh. I thought they'd both hit each other. Yes, you know what I mean? Right. Like a yes. double chair shot or yes. something. Yeah. So, still at 8-5 to five in favor of T-Mac. Now, the match of the night. Slater Gator versus Adam Rose and the Bunny. Let's just move on. The Bunny and Wait. Adam Rose win via pinfall. We didn't pick it because we Good. didn't know it was going to happen, Good. thankfully. We might have screamed. Good. Zero to zero. Good. Total eight to five in favor of T Mac. Yes. Moved on to the Divas Championship squash match of AJ Lee versus Nikki Bella. What'd you pick? Well, what I picked was Nikki Bella would win via a pinfall. So I got eight points. You predicted Nikki Bella would win via a pinfall, so you got eight points. Then you wagered a point on Brie Bella turns heel to cause the victory for Nikki. Which she did when she kissed AJ Lee to distract her long enough. Let's be honest. For the perfect rack, as you like to call it. Mm-hmm. So you got a nine points. Nine to eight in that match brings our total 17 to 13 in favor of T-Mac. Ha-ha. LOL. LOL. Ha-ha. <laughs> uh, what'd you think of this? I th- uh, Honestly, after it happened, I was like, well, that's the end of AJ. Yeah. I thought she wouldn't be yeah. seen again. I thought that's what it was. I was like. That's it. And I thought, that's perfect. Yep. Uh, but now that I saw her in Raw and she did the mm-hmm. scathing promo, I liked it. I think it made sense. You couldn't have done a feud any longer no. with Nikki and Breed. They suck. They suck. However, let's get into Raw just a little bit. Yeah. Here's the thing I'll say about- I think Nikki was a decent heel. Well, but, this is what I was going to yeah. say. The Bellas suck. They suck. Right? Yes. One thing they do well, and it's not even 
something they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. It's their real emotion comes out. But when they get a shoot promo on them, yeah, they don't take they that don't shit. Like it. Uh-huh. I always think back to the AJ uh, AJ uh, promo about you yes. can't lace up my yeah. sneaker. Yeah. Who were the two? Yeah, they were real pissed about that. Fucking just yelling. Like, I'm right fucking here. Right. Yeah. Like, Let's go. All the other yeah. girls were just like. And uh. when they gave that look, when AJ said, uh, talent isn't sexually transmitted, yeah. Yeah. I thought to myself, I go, AJ, you don't have CM Punk. Yeah, to hell, Like These yeah. girls legitimately might, because they could. Yeah. They could kick they could. the shit out of AJ. I and even think. at that, uh, just political backdoor backstabbing bullshit. Oh, no, no, no. I think they were so mad they wanted yeah. to kick no, her ass. No, but I mean, like, and they're for, athletes. for later retribution that girls are more likely to do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah you're not helping yourself. Right. But I thought, like, when they get mad, I believe it, and then I, I'm mm-hmm. actually invested into the storyline. And story I think what they do, though, is good for where they're at now, though. The heel, when the mm-hmm. music, mm-hmm. you can look, but you can't touch. They mm-hmm. play that role very perfectly. Yep. So I thought, it was, I thought it was yep. elementary, my friend. All right, 17 to 13 in favor of T-Mac. By the way, we came in here, me holding a five-point lead mm-hmm. overall. Mm-hmm. So that's in jeopardy. It's all oh. coming down. Ooh. This is what made even the Survivor Series main event even better for me because it's all coming down to this uh, right now. Uh-huh. Right now. This will swing it either way for both the Survivor Series picks and the overall score. Team Cena versus Team Authority. Traditional. Ooh. Survivor Series elimination match. If Team Authority loses, they no longer hold power in WWE. Let's stop. Yes. Why wasn't Triple H in the match? If I, if everything it's all on the line for you. Now, if you were to say going into the match, the reason I'm not in is because if I were to get eliminated, I'm not leaving ringside. Mm. So I'm putting myself ringside to assure a victory. If that narrative was even mentioned, it would have made sense because. Yeah. He could, yeah. If he's not eliminated, yeah. he doesn't have to go to the it's back. Not like, you know, it's not like it's Vince, it's an old guy and he can't compete. Right. It's not like it's Brad Maddox right. who sucks, the yeah, Maddox. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, you know what I mean? It's it's the guy who's just wrestled recently. You right, I mean? WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, but if that narrative would have been told, hey, the reason I'm not in is because I'm always going to be ringside. I will make sure that we have the advantage. Yeah. Hey. Yep. Totally get it. And that's a heel I'm the tactic. enforcer on the outside. Right. Yep. All right, John Cena's team of John Cena, Dolph Ziggler, Big Show, Eric Rowan, and Ryback took on Seth Rollins' team of Seth Rollins, Kane, Rusev, Mark Henry, and Luke Harper. Now, T-Mac, mm-hmm. I said Ryback would be the sole survivor for Team Cena. You were wrong. You said Seth Rollins would be the sole survivor for, for Team Authority. You, I picked Authority? You wagered Triple H would run in. No and you wagered Orton would run I in with an RKO on I Seth Rollins. Cena. Nope. I didn't. You picked Seth Rollins. Oh, and no. And you wagered Triple H would run in, which happened. Yeah, so I get a point. You get a point. But you also wagered Orton would run in an RKO on Seth Rollins, so you lost a point there. So you wound up with zero points. I wound up with five, T-Mac, bringing our end total of Survivor Series to T-Mac 17, Captain Awesome 8. The one point out of nowhere, out of nowhere, T-Mac loses. Captain Awesome pulls down, cuts the nets. Oh, no. Bringing our grand total, T-Mac. Grand total, increasing my lead to a six-point lead of 289 to 283. Here's what happened. Okay, listen. Why did I pick authority? I knew right now, right? Okay, it's like. Team Max up by four. I need Team Cena to win this. Big Show clocks John Cena. 
They pin him. Big Show shakes hands with Triple H and walks out. I forgot about Dolph Ziggler. I'm like, fuck. And they're like, oh, and they're dragging Dolph Ziggler in. And I pull up the spreadsheet, and I give you five points for the win. Triple H hadn't run in yet, nor RKO. So I was like, take those wager points off. Three points. T-Mac wins by, what was it, four or five? Seven. Now he has the overall two-point lead. I'm like, God damn it. And then Dolph Ziggler gets that first elimination. And I'm like, no. No. And he gets the second one. And Triple H runs in. I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. It's going to happen still for T-Mac. And then Sting. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm winning. <laughs> yes. Damn it. Yes. Why did I pay? I'm such an idiot. If we're... <laughs> If Randy Orton, if I'm going to think Randy Orton gets involved, yep. why did I not pick I think Cena? you thought he would join would the, yeah. authority. No, because you said against authority, didn't you? Oh, no, maybe you said for authority. Let me look at it. Yeah, because why would I, I say down, that? I wrote down what you, what you wrote. I don't remember. Yeah, you said he would RKO on Seth Rollins. But I think you said it was after. We'll have to listen back yeah, to I find out to... exactly what happened. But Son of a bitch. Yep. Damn it. Oh, well, I still get a couple more. We yep. still got till WrestleMania. Yeah. I'm coming up on you. Yeah. Still winning 1-0 in the big board. Yeah, in the overall from last year. Yeah, hey. Won last year's. Yeah, still one nothing. I mean, you're a has-been is what that means. You're a never-has-been. <laughs> I'm a right now. Yeah, game ain't over. Right now. Game ain't over. Survivor Series was definitely better what did than you I think thought of, it would be. Right. What did you think, though, the one thing that another – well, I shouldn't say the one thing. Another thing that I would have changed is Cena gets eliminated. Yep. Son of a bitch. Yep. He, he's back from consciousness from mm-hmm. his knockout. He just walks away. Yeah, that was weird. Have him. No. Uh-uh. That's bullshit. Big show. Yeah, they got to drag him out of there. Yeah. Nope. Fuck it. Nope. See ya. Just dejected. Just, what, what happened to never give up? So yeah, yeah. He, he did. Now, he followed the rules, and that's his character. But, I, yeah, he just, bloop, see ya. I, in the back of my mind, knew this was not going to happen. But I thought, man, they're hinting a lot at this John Cena thing. Why randomly in the beginning, oh, the only person that could ever put you back in power is John Cena. So I thought, I texted you, I said, here's how I think this is going to go down. Ryback's going to win it for Team Cena. And everybody's going to be like, oh, bye-bye authority. And then out of nowhere, the magical unicorn of the Cena heel turn. Mm -hmm. They're back in power. The authority's back in power. John Cena's the poster boy. Now we have John Cena versus Ryback. You know? Mm-hmm. And the rest of the WWE. But I thought, man, it's just not going to happen. But then when that happened, he slowly dejected walking away. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Because the Dolph Ziggler thing, I was like, he could go in there. But alas, did not I, happen. Right. And I still don't think he'll turn. I think no. he'll do the this yeah. evil anonymous GM is yeah. overtaking it, us. If they didn't do it in a perfect moment like that, I just don't know if they're ever going to do it. But I'm very pleased with how Survivor Series played out. I like the intrigue. A little worried about this uh, uh, anonymous GM, but I think it's a stall tactic till they can figure out what they want to do. Unless, uh, and unless again, they have a plan, but unless, and I'm I'm just being hopeful because mm-hmm. even though my heart is black. <laughs> And I typically hate everything. Yeah. At the very bottom of it, there is a little bit of hope. Yeah. And the hope is it's Shane or someone just, yeah, equivalent. That raw GM's going out and and like they're talking and somebody's pulling an edge, you know, like, who are you? Demand to know who you are. Who are you? Who is it? And then you hear Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. money.
right? Oh, the insane pop from that. They'd just be like, what? Yeah, I hope so. Now, if I was betting on it, I wouldn't. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? No, yeah. But I hope Yeah, it here comes the money specifically. Yeah, yeah I'm not yeah. going to bet any money on it. But yeah. anyway, Survivor Series, damn good. Headlines, Way better than I expected. Good. Yeah, we did roll yeah. out on the segment. Sting, amazing. Coming I, out out of nowhere. And that's the last, that's the last one you're ever going to get. Sure. Yeah. There's no one else yeah, that, that, that's yeah. going to come over yeah, of that, that magnitude. Until another Ted Turner decides to throw fucking hundreds right. of millions at a, at a wrestling But that promotion. era is over. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it signifies. Yeah. It's over. It's over. And that kind of makes my yeah, childhood. Yeah, that whole end of an era thing, that's really it. Yeah. This is it now, yeah. I mean, that almost makes my childhood, like, officially end. I don't want to mm. grow up. No. No. T-Mac, we're going to come back. We're going to do some hashtag tweet the table. And then uh, after that. What do you think about that guy? Uh, I don't know. I want. I'm so excited for this. I want to see it. I want to see it. They have me intrigued. This is the most personality I've ever seen from Kofi. I'm still worried about this and, being a, and a Big nuts. E and Big E being the. And then I told you. Oh I'm man, just, that's awesome. I'm just worried about the nux factor. I, and I hope when they dissolve, I hope they turn on Xavier uh, Woods. The menagerie factor. Yeah. Hey man, but that's TNA. Well, I, yeah. WWE did the anonymous raw GM as Hornswoggle. So. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Well, and. His uh, Vince McMahon's son. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we're going to come back for Tweet the Table. Don't know what that is? Stick around and find out. Motherfuckers. When we return to the Spanish Announce Table on SpanishAnnounceTable.net and Costa Rica abolished its military and instead spends that money on education and culture. Oh, imagine that. Good for them. TrainingTopicsNetwork.com. What's that? I've got the new Daniel Bryan Yes shirt. That shirt is yes. awesome. Yes. 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 And guess where I got it? You got it from Kmart. I did not get oh. it from Kmart. I got it online at www.shop.com. Oh, hey, I know something about www.shop.com. What do you know about it? I know that the Spanish announce table are now affiliate members of www.shop.com. We official. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And you know what that means to the average listener of the Spanish What does that mean to them? That means that when they go to purchase something from www.shop.com, which, let's face it, they're very likely to do. Come on. We know that you guys want the newest Bray Wyatt shirts. We know that you want the newest Daniel Bryan merchandise. Even for you weirdos, we know you want the John Cena stuff. Pink armbands. Right. So, guess what? You can get all that stuff, all for the same price you're normally going to Same gonna low pay. price you're always going to get. And if you go through our site we get a little kickback and guess what we like that gives us some money helps support this show which we know you like it's very simple you go to spanishannouncetable.net they've one of the first banners is literally this wweshop.com banner ad and it tells you the code to use you click through it that lets them know that it's us sending you to yeah them, and hey, then we'll get a you kickback want sales. them to know about us Go through and use our Man. link and tell them who we are and help us at the same time. And this merchandise is not something you get at a fair. No. This is WWE shop material. This is thick quality shirts. Authentic. 
authentic caps. You can get replica belts. Anything you could buy from the WWE, you can get on WWEshop.com. And by doing so, you'll also be supporting the Spanish announce table. Doesn't get any better than that, T-Mac. It does not. So go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net. Click the link for the WWE shop. You go there. You get whatever merchandise you already are going to get. And then we get that kickback. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hey, sports fans, have you heard about the Heavy Hitter Network? Well, if not, I'm here to let you know. If you love sports and just can't get enough, then you need to go to heavyhitternetwork.com. That's heavyhitternetwork.com. Because here, you will find tons of great sports podcasts created by sports fans for sports fans. No more bandwagon radio. We discuss all sports teams from a sports fan's perspective. We cover baseball, football, basketball, hockey, Not to mention, we even have podcasts that cover pro wrestling, pop culture, and competitive eating, and many more podcasts to come. So go now to heavyhitternetwork.com and find out what other sports fans already know. If you want to listen to sports talk radio without a slant, then you need to hit up the Heavy Hitter Network today. That's heavyhitternetwork.com. And you know why? Why? Because we're doing Tweet the Table. I got wrestling socks on, by the way. You do have wrestling socks. You need to take a picture of that. Mm-hmm. Post it up on the Twitter and the Instagram of them. Yeah, Instagram is Tweet the Table. Follow it. I post fun pictures on there. Yeah. One of Rowdy Piper shaving a midget's head. Don't know what I'm talking about? Find it Check on it Instagram. On Instagram. Tweet the Table. Tweet the Table. Speaking of Tweet the Table. Mm-hmm. On Twitter. Twitter. You can use the hashtag mm-hmm. tweet the table. For the old schoolers out there, that's a pound sign. It's a pound sign, a tic tac toe, as then, it were. And then one word connected. Tweet the table. It's tweet the table. Tweet the table. Like Blue Kazoo. Blue Kazoo. At Living Legend 148 says, Is it wrong that I love Disco Inferno's theme? Hashtag guilty pleasure. Hashtag tweet the table. I don't think that's wrong. I like it. Yeah, it was okay. It's fun if, like you say, play a disco song. That's yeah. the first song yeah. I'm going to play you. Disco Viva. You know what uh, I mean? Uh-huh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. At Mr. DRG underscore W-I-R, there's been a shit ton of good news for Teen A this week. Q T-Max shitting on all of it in three, two, one. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, I mean, they're on a lesser network. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's good news. Hey, guys, we went from network to cable. Yeah. Oh, great. Good yeah, job. Good job. At Hallmark of Swede. And I know that Spike isn't network. That was just an example. Mm. I'm kind of reading these out of order. So. Yeah, good way. But Hallmark of Swede was tweeting throughout the night, watching uh, and day, throughout, you know, watching wrestling. Mm-hmm. But it said, one last hashtag tweet the table before I have to sleep. Thank you guys for keeping me company as I watch wrestling. It's more fun that way. Aw. Aw. Who said that? Hallmark. Hallmark. Thanks, pal. I might cry. I'll just, if I ever saw <laughs> you, I'd give you a hug. Yeah. And a compliment. And at least, I, at least maybe now he can admit that we've always done the news first. You and him are going at it. 
I don't pay enough attention to know, but you guys have been at it. You know that we always do the news I first. I feel like we always do, but, you know, I also feel very confident in things I'm wrong about all yeah, the time. True. So for me to say something yeah. with a lot of confidence doesn't at hold weight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding, yeah. At Kiwi Tuts, only in the WWE could it go from such a high down to such a low. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, Raw was kind of, considering what just happened the night before, Raw was kind of like, seems like you guys didn't exactly have a plan for what next. Yeah. You knew Sting was coming out. Sting! And, then, and everybody's like, cool, what's Sting going to do? And you're like, well, it was like, we've oh, got shit, what's Sting. Sting gonna do? <laughs> it's like, we've got Sting, and then we've got the debut of Daniel Bryan again. And what yeah. else? And then everybody's like, yeah, what are they going to do? And you're like, what? You're not happy with just that? What are they going to do, guys? Uh, hey. At WIR Cataclysmic, I give it two months before this new and improved Fondango is right back in the exact same spot he was in before. Agreed. Hashtag tweet the table. Me too. It's not new enough. New and improved. Uh, no, you put on different clothes. Yeah, you, you put on different clothes. And you have a song that we can't sing to. Yeah, and you got a little bit meaner. Yeah. At GBL 316, hashtag tweet the table. I'm liking the new aggression of Fondango, but part of me still wants to see Dirty Johnny Curtis. Hashtag, let's get weird. Dirty Johnny Curtis? Dirty Johnny Curtis. Dirty Curtis? Dirty Curtis. Yeah, just, yeah, um, Fondango, great. Bit part, maybe when you're older and you're coming back for old school Raws and stuff, but time to move on. At Hallmark of Swede, hashtag tweet the tam- table. Hornswoggle is back as anonymous Raw GM. Well, I hope they clarify that because if they say it's a new right anonymous cool but yes. if they just say the anonymous gm is back then we're gonna say nay, nay. it's hornswoggle hornswoggle so that's the only thing hornswoggle if it's hornswoggle again Ugh. at blue kazoo 512 the ending of raw was annoying with the sound effects were those necessary hashtag tweet the table are they ever necessary well what did he say I mean, those are all notifications, yeah, so what yeah. did he say? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 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 At Kiwi Tuts. What the fuck? Worst end of Raw ever. Hashtag tweet the table. I don't know about worst ever. Oh, yeah. There's been way worse. Yeah. Let's yeah. Let it, whoa. Slow down. Yeah. Maybe in recent memory, but yeah. at Hallmark of Swede, hashtag tweet the table. Oh, hey, guys. If you want to give me more shit about wrestlers that I like, I also like Justin Gabriel. Is that okay? Who, I don't know if he said, is that okay? Or if he's like, is that okay? Who, who did we give shit about liking? Ty and Jason. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Gabriel's all right. And I like his new healer, you know, healer, more heelish character. Mm-hmm. At WIR Cataclysmic. Caps. Can Santino please shut the fuck up? Oh, it's, he didn't even say that. He said, can Santino please just fuck off forever? You're not funny and you'll never amount to shit. You're fucking garbage. Hashtag tweet the table. I, 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 I think he's amounted to shit. Yeah, I still think he's <laughs> very good. champion. He's been very entertaining over the years. Oh, when it, still. I, I guess I always just Santina? give him a... 
Yeah, Santino was great. I always give him a pass because of that amazing work he did with Maria. Maria. Beth Phoenix, even? Beth Phoenix was Beth amazing. Phoenix. Yeah, I give him a pass for those Every things. Every time he, was, he would call her Beth Phoenix. Yeah, Beth Phoenix. <laughs> and then, it. oh, he took the best stunner of all time. Yes. When he right. saluted. Yeah. And when he was shitting on the condemned. <laughs> yeah, no, he gets a pass for, GBL, for a yeah. while. Right. GBL 316, hashtag tweet the table. Sting cost the authority their power. Hashtag. Hell yeah. Hashtag best for business. The reason I like this Sting coming back in this storyline, because where you said it could have been anyone, and that's very true, if you're not going to go all production gothic storyline with Sting and Bray Wyatt or Undertaker, it completely makes sense for Sting to go to bat for the good What's guy. What's right. What's right. Because yeah. he he's got that- no legitimate beef against the authority. Right. And he did that in TNA. He did that in WCW. It's a storyline he's familiar with. This is the last place that I haven't cleaned up. Right, exactly. So if you're not going to go production craziness, this is the best thing. Cleaned up the NWO. Cleaned up uh, Immortal. Right. Cleaned up. All of it. Yeah. yeah. uh, yeah, TNA. All of it. Yeah. Uh, Well, he did because after he left, they all went away. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> really cleaned house. At D Slam, one, two, three. What up, D Slam? D Slam? Let the boys be boys. Another. Oh, we should Onyx. play that next time. Onyx. The guy's name was Sticky Fingers. <laughs> now, and I know what he thought it meant. <laughs> but what I thought it meant just kind of made me lose it a little bit there. Mm-hmm. D Slam one two three says another pipe bomb by AJ CM Punk has taught her well hashtag to the table she was good on the mic before the CM Punk mm-hmm. like uh, she's been it. good since day one mm-hmm. oh like someone else CM mm-hmm. Punk get it uh. yeah. Blue Kazoo five twelve why is the AJ and Bree match better than Survivor Series aren't pay per view matches supposed to be better than Raw hashtag tweet the table yeah but the story they told in that little mm-hmm. that's shocking whoa what just happened here was, that's what you get on a pay-per-view right you get closures or twists mm-hmm. and uh i see that point but then i always bring up this remember when Shawn michaels and john cena had their wrestlemania match yeah and it's very good do you remember the next night on raw they went for an hour an hour yeah and it was utterly amazing yes so it's not always the case yes, exactly yeah, the, the pay-per-view is more about your storyline, closures, mm-hmm. or twists or angles. Mm-hmm. Heavy set, three, three, zero? Anonymous? How the fuck is he anonymous? We already know the anonymous Raw GM is Hornswoggle! Or is it? Hashtag plot twist, hashtag tweet the table. I'll tell you one thing. Yeah. This has got a reaction. Yes. You know? It's got people talking. It's got people talking. At WIR Cataclysmic, awesome special on the WWE Network with the Usos. Loved all the Umaga love. Hashtag rest in peace Umaga. Hashtag tweet table. I didn't see it yet, and I so wanted to watch that. It's really good. I bet it is. It looked good. good. And what they're doing, I hope, is so they already said, hey, uh, the Usos and Roman Reigns played on the same football team together and led the team in sacks and tackles right. and all that stuff. How about that? Yeah. Hopefully they put that into like real life. Let, let's say Roman Reigns gets too big of a head. Well, guess who's going to bring him down mm. to life? Or if Roman Reigns goes up against the next big heel authority, who's his tag team I partners? The Usos. Makes you total sense. Do, you could do it. I know it's, it's, you know, we normally shit on, oh, they're Samoans, so they all got to be together. But they all look like they could pull off a, 
we're not a you know the Samoan world order. We're just three Samoan dudes that'll kick your fucking ass. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. They've got a little bit of that gangster mentality to mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and just showing up looking suave and cool because we know they can all dress nice and they sure they can all pull the ladies if need be. You mm-hmm. know, like, well, if you go with the Randy Orton type storyline, legend. Type well, thing, or well, what, what I was going to say is what, 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 legacy. Legacy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that with them. Yes. Except for with this, it's real. Yeah. They really went to high school together. They really, together. really, together. Yep, they yep, really yep. like each other. You know. At Negron, you two nerds yeah. should be rapping. White on white on white. White on white. White on white. After looking at Lana on Raw, that booty is yummy. Hashtag sweet table. That's after the Iceman's heart there with the yummy. Mm-hmm. Mm. White on white on white. Doesn't have the same. Yeah, it doesn't. No. And are we nerds? Eh. I own up to every fault of mine, so I'm at okay with Blue it. Kazoo 512. Sergeant Slaughter on Raw tonight. So funny. He's a U.S. Marine. Don't mess with him. Hashtag tweet the table. I love Slaughter. He's one of my guilty players. I do, too, but that was bullying. But that was bullying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was bullying. Slaughter, man. I don't care. Slaughter. Hey, America, we're the best. If you don't say our Pledge of Allegiance, we're going to kick your ass. Who are you? Yeah. If I was the Canadian. Tea Party. At Heavy Set 330. <laughs> <laughs> heavy Set 330. Well, if you don't marry like we want to marry. At Heavy Set 330. Oh, man. Those are your words. Well, no. Their words. At Heavy Set 330. Again, I'm going to try this again. At Heavy Set 330 says, Rowan will look weird as fuck if he ever shaves. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah. Eric Rowan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ugh. That'll be. That'd be funny. You shouldn't see. How about this one? At McCormick PBP. Uh Uh-huh. Come on. Never heard of this one. Yeah, new timer. What's up? Welcome in. So, Rusev. Rusev. Doesn't say the pledge and doesn't have to defend in Battle Royal? Makes sense. Hashtag tweet table. Yeah, they just left. Yeah, they just left. Yeah. It's weird. At Katie First Lady. Hey, well, by the way, welcome, McCormick. Yeah. Yeah. Give us some more. At Katie First Lady. Lady, the New Day stuff is good, mm-hmm. but can they debut already? Hashtag tweet the table. Uh, we say that, but why rush it? Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. But would one more week really piss you off? No, yeah. unless it was the exact same one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. If they gave us a new wrinkle, I'd yeah. be like, okay, I can wait. Yeah. But if it's the, it's a new day. Okay. It's a new day. I'm excited for him. At the Iceman forever. Iceman? Iceman? Looked like Bray Wyatt was wearing a Scorpion t-shirt. Interesting. Hashtag tweet the table. I would like to see a Sting Bray Wyatt showdown. I think the two matches he needs to do mm-hmm. is have him get used to the big crowd and someone that will take care of him and do Triple H versus him at Royal Rumble, yep. and then WrestleMania, Sting, Bray Wyatt. That's what I want. Bray I don't Wyatt want Undertaker. Over. Huh? Bray Wyatt goes over? Yeah. Ooh. Think Sting would do the job at his only WrestleMania? Yeah. Think so? He's past that, I think. I don't think he's ever bit. I think at one time he was the, <laughs> I'm not losing. Now yeah. I think he's at such a place. Yeah. And He's kind of the Shawn Michaels where it's like, my religion's number one, this is number two. Mm-hmm. Where Shawn Michaels, towards the end of his career, yeah. what job to anyone. Yeah, yeah, it didn't true. matter. Well, so I feel is, he'll is do he the same thing. Friendly with that whole Wyndham family 
crew. I mean, oh, I know there yeah. was some crossover oh, with yeah, yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. At Heavy Set 330, Rusev. Hates the American flag, but still proudly wears a belt with it on it. Hashtag tweet the table. That's what, like, he should, like, drag the belt behind him. Mm-hmm. If you're not you know going to rename like, just, it or yeah. do something, yeah, just, like, just literally. Like, I'm not putting this on my body. Like, he should, like, hold it up like it stinks. You know what I mean? Or, like, or, like when he's walking to the <laughs> ring like a kid with, like, you know, that kicks the can, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Just kick the belt down yeah, there. Yeah, just, like, just, like, when he's getting in the ring, he should just, like, toss it to the side of the uh-huh. ring. Yeah, and then, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, pick it up and, like. Hand it to Lana like with one finger, like right. yeah, you take this. Or La- <laughs> Lana does it that way. Yes. Yeah, yeah. At Living Legend one forty eight, anyone oh. that buys what? Oh, well, like when she grabs the belt, she has to put on gloves yes, before she right. touches it. Yeah, it's USA. Uh-huh. At Living Legend one forty eight, anyone that buys WWE Stackdown toys has to be more mentally challenged than Eugene. Hashtag sweet the table. Unless you're a child. Yeah. Thank God. If I buy it for my kid, yeah, am I mentally challenged? Come on, man. I mean, don't answer that. <laughs> At Kiwi Tuts. That was unprofessional. Kiwi Tuts. What up, Kiwi Tuts? Kiwi. My Saint writer is at Kiwi Tuts. <laughs> You're always asking for <laughs> clarification. Kiwi Tuts. I ask for clarification on how to pronounce their name. You ask for clarification in a question. Who's your favorite wrestler? You're like, man, we talking all the time. We talking right now. We talking last wow. week. We talking of Raw. Are we talking well, of like many variations? <laughs> well, Tuts. Hey, Kiwi Tuts. Hey, what do you think of Sting's new theme music? For me, it's dramatic and epic. Hashtag tweet the table. I didn't really notice, to be honest with you. Yeah, I only noticed uh, that it wasn't his WCW right. theme. And then I got into the moment of there he is, so yeah. I didn't really catch it. The Iceman. Whatever, it felt good. The Iceman forever. What up, Iceman? 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 Says Concessions Kane. I love it. Hashtag tweet table. Hashtag yes. 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 He's great. Kane, I don't care. He, I know he's a jobber now and he's ran his course, but he can still... Get behind anything and make it decent. Everyone get your shot glasses ready. My good friend Dan the Cannon from the AllWrestling.com Week in Review. Take a shot. Points out that there's probably been nobody in more storylines in WWE history than King. Agreed. Very possible. And that, more storylines that were over. Yeah. Dude, that dude's been one of their longest standing employees for a long time now. Kane Undertaker. Xbox. Never Xbox, went anywhere. Xbox. Xbox. Xbox and Kane, <laughs> I think, are the most. I got, un- the new Xbox. Yeah. I got the new Xbox 360. I think they're the most <laughs> underrated tag team to be over in WWE history. Yeah. I really do. Look, and, and he never went anywhere. He was never ex- uh, injured for any extended periods of time that I can remember. Not that I can remember yeah. off the top of my head. Hey, yeah. idiots. We'll All get right. a hey, idiots yeah. tweet, I'm sure. At the ultimate one. Oh, my God. It's fucking Sting. It looks kind of old, but who gives a fuck? It's fucking Sting! Hashtag tweet table. 100% I didn't know he looked kind of old. I was like, well, you're kind of bald in there, Sting. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And his hair looked like he was one of those old guys that like, I didn't comb my hair today. No, no, doesn't <laughs> matter. I just slicked it back with my hand like this. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it matters. At Hallmark of Sweet. Hallmark. <laughs> Not everyone's getting that. Yeah, everyone's getting it. <laughs> okay. Everybody that I can do it with. Hashtag tweet the table. Layla dun, dun, dun. might be the oldest diva on the roster, but damn it all if she isn't the hottest. She's well, your favorite, right? Yes. One could say that she's H-A-W-T hot. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's my personal favorite. I love the accent, too. Mm. English? Yeah. Yeah. British. 
British. British. Hello. Hello. You want some? Hello, indeed. At Living Legend 148. For some reason, I thought Slater Gator was done. Must have been wishful thinking. Hashtag to the table. Yeah, that tag team, please. God damn. Titus O'Neil is better than this. And I know you might be saying, not yet. You might get that heavy set style argument. Not yet. Well, when the fuck is he going to get there? He's definitely never going to be ready if he's tag teaming with fucking Heath Slater. Heath Slater, I love Heath Slater in the roles that he's best in is that role. But Titus O'Neil is not going to improve at all in this. I it's a told, waste of time. I already told you the storyline I wanted him in. Now yes. that doesn't fit. Nope. If the anonymous GM needs muscle yeah. while he's anonymous, yeah. have it be Titus. Well, it could be Titus. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Have it be Titus. Don't make it Kane. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he comes out. The announcement GM's like, okay, well, yeah. Uh, you know, muscle, go get him. And he comes out and he's counting some money. And he's like, kind of nods like, yep, all there. Yep. Shows it in his uh, little pocket. Goes out and beats some ass. Right. But it'll be Kane. And again, I love Kane, but I'm just saying I've seen it yeah, a million times. Yeah, the muscle, yeah. At the Iceman Forever. Nice, surprising return of Daniel Bryan. Hashtag tweet the table. I don't. I, You know what? Like, it was a great story. And we'll cover this even in the uh, interview coming up here. Mm-hmm. The Daniel Bryan story is a great story. Amazing story. And it was an amazing story. And I love Daniel Bryan and what he represents and all of that. But now I'm kind of like, story's over. Well, for me, it's not. But (laughs) the way he came back, it's – okay, so I'm going to contradict myself, but I don't – I want you to understand what I'm trying to say. Where I get upset with the John Cena's and even the Randy Orton's and all this, where it's like, all right, you're wearing your T-shirt. It's a new one this month. I get it. Daniel Bryan just looked like a dude. It's like, at least wear your T-shirt. At least yeah. plug something new. Right. And it just felt like, it almost felt like they said, Monday morning, can you fly out here in two mm-hmm. hours and mm-hmm. just show up? And he goes, yeah, sure. Yeah. And it didn't feel anything special. This is Daniel Bryan. The last time we remember him, again, he had that amazing match with Kane, but the last time we really remember him, was holding both titles at WrestleMania 30, yeah, yeah. leading yes. the Yes chant. Yes. And then he's yes. brought back to... Hey, hey guys, remember me? And that's what it felt like. Yeah. It felt lackluster mm-hmm. and not well thought out. Yep. And he that didn't seem... night felt not thought out. And he didn't seem really into it. Yeah. Now, he's not a great guy on the mic. No. But he just seemed like, hey! Yeah. And it's like, man, come on. He's great at telling a story in the ring. Yeah. Very hard telling an emotional story in the ring, but not wrestling. Right, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. At Katie writes. What up, Katie? Katie? She says, thank you, T-Mac. Oh, you're welcome. Captain Awesome is delusional uh-huh. regarding the Bellas. Hashtag Bree Mode Forever. Hashtag Tweet Table. Hashtag Don't Get Me Started. Oh, don't get me started. Whoa. Whoa. Don't get me started. Okay. Hey. Uh, Katie, all of those comments were from Captain Austin. Awesome. Look, I direct am, them all. I am, uh, I am a broad guy. I'm maybe slightly taller than average, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't want to feel ribs. You won't. And I don't want to crush. You would any? I said you won't. Like you yeah, have a yeah, chance. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. <No. laughs> well, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> but I'm just saying, in any. Instance, I mean, we're not specifically the Bellas, but 
And I mean, hey, we're just talking subjective things. Some people like mm-hmm. the skinnier look and some don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. At Hallmark of Swede. But I do like a Katie Wright's fucking Tweet the Table. I love those. Didn't love sound those. Like it. Didn't sound like it. I love those. Katie, you're the best. She is the best. Go ahead. I love I love it's Katie Schamberger and Rob Schamberger. The first couple. Yeah. Oh, awesome. the Katie, first couple. Katie, the first lady. Uh-huh. And here is Katie and Rob, the first couple. First couple. Just first yes. everything. At Hallmark of Swede. Hashtag tweet the table. Survivor Series starts off with a 15 minute in ring segment, and the IWC goes crazy. <laughs> Yeah, stop that. Yeah. I don't get that. Stop it. DSJ and PCOM. Uh, oh, he says, have to say I'm about halfway through the Survivor Series final match, and I am fucking popped. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, it was a great match. Very well booked. Mm-hmm. Very well booked. Mm-hmm. At D-Slam. 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 Finally, the Stinger has arrived to the WWE. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, finally. Shut up. At Katie writes. Katie. So excited for Steve Austin's live podcast with Vince McMahon. Exactly the programming the network needs. Thoughts? Hashtag tweet the table. 100% 100% agree. 100% agree. I think I even said this on the podcast. You or maybe, did. Maybe it was off air. No, I this think is, we mentioned it on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. This is the holy grail of interviews. Yes. The only guy that can compare mm-hmm. is Undertaker. I am just worried about what we're going to get. Yeah. I hope. I don't know if it's been released. I hope it's uncensored. Yeah. I, I What we won't get is, all right, what really fucking happened here or there. But we might get, you know, he'll, he'll be candid. He's done interviews where he's told people off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's not afraid to fucking... Tell you how it is. I hope it's great. I hope at least there's one thing where we go, did you hear what they said about yeah. this? And if anything, you know there's a unique relationship there. So Steve Austin will not be afraid to be like, hey, fucker. Mm-hmm. Give me and bullshit. And now they're at the point where they're yeah. honestly best friends. Yeah. You know? like, Don't give me that bullshit. It's come right. on. Yeah, answer mm-hmm. me for real. Yeah. You want me to do this? Let's do it. Right. At double A underscore W I R. I don't know anyone. Who would have picked Ziggler to be the sole survivor, Sting to come back, no Cena or Ryback win, and no Orton? Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, you might be right. I'm sure there's going to be, hey, idiot, if you listen to this, I picked him. Listen to the all, all, all pro wrestling now <laughs> week and day review. Listen to my mom's basement wrestling where review. Where me and Slater Slater talk about wrestling. Yeah. Slater, Slater. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Instead, listen to the Spanish announce table with Captain Austin Matinak. Please. At Wayne is a baker. Sting! Fuck yeah. Hashtag tweet the table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck yeah. D-slam. One, two, three. I lost count on the number of turns the big show made a long time ago. Hashtag tweet the table. I think Kiwi helps us out and uh, chronicles it, and I think it's 11. Yeah. At Seton Klebus, who, by the way, I don't it didn't include this one, but said, uh, you were saying my name perfectly. Seton Klebus. This was a great match and great ending. Fuck the haters. Hashtag Survivor Series. Hashtag Tweet the Table. Come on. Fuck the haters. For real. For real. At Katie First Lady. Lady. This is the best hashtag Survivor Series main event in a while. Hashtag Tweet the Table. I yeah. agree. 
Yeah, I haven't cared about a Survivor Series traditional match in a long fucking time. This is what they used to be. Merging of storylines and blending them into one. For a big showdown to settle the scores collective. Mm-hmm. In a world. <laughs> All right. River Rio Orns. Yeah, you tweeted the day before, Andy. What was it? River Rio Orns. I feel so. This is just like 2004. Dolph Ziggler is the Randy Orton of his team. Team Cena wins. Hashtag tweet the table. I don't remember 2004 Survivor Series. Was that, uh, was that Raw versus SmackDown? I don't know. Where, yeah. 2004? I think that was. I don't remember. I don't remember either. I have a bad memory. 2004, I missed a lot because I was... I just joined the uh, military and was bouncing around. I was a senior in high school, and I was drinking a lot. Yeah. I would have just moved to Oklahoma City, so maybe I might have been catching, but I wouldn't have been caught up. But I think, I feel like that was here. Let me look it up. I think that was Raw versus SmackDown, where Orton eliminated uh, Shawn Michaels to Mm. win it for the the Mm. team. At Killer Carpe Diem. What up? With K's. Killer Carpe Diem. New one? New one, I think. When did Tyson Kidd join the clan? Hashtag bad hood. Hashtag tweet the table. <laughs> That's funny. That's a good one. At WIR Cataclysmic, Swagger gets taken out by the authority, so he can't be on Team Cena. Well, Why the fuck is he on the pay-per-view? Yes, I'm so glad someone yeah. brought that up. Hashtag no sense. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, exactly. God, that, yeah. Katie First Lady. The hashtag Spanish announce table eliminated Rusev and Big Show screwed Cena. Oh, my God. Hashtag tweet the table. Uh, the Spanish announce table eliminated Rusev. Yeah. Yeah. USA. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Uh, let me stop you. <laughs> yeah. 2004, it was Team Orton, Randy Orton, Chris Benoit, uh, Chris Jericho, and Maven. Maven. Oh, you know. Not Chris Benoit. That yeah. exists. Yeah. What? JBL caught some shit for that. Uh-huh, because he yeah. said Soul Survivor. Uh-huh. Man, are you wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus, uh, they defeated Triple H's team of Triple H, Edge, Batista, and Snitsky. Snitsky. With Ric Flair, but yeah. It's not my fault. At the Rebel Trucker, Big Josh. Hey, you're back. You're back. Still wanting to drive that truck up T-Max ass. Zeb Coulter is fucking gold. Hashtag tweet the table. He's good. He's I like Zeb Colton. I like him, too. At Real Sterk, that's our chief of contributors, T-Mac. Mm-hmm. The COC, the cock, <laughs> says your S-A-W-F-T soft is the worst thing to hear during sex. Hashtag tweet the table. Hashtag cock approves. <laughs> you approve of being told you're soft and... No, he approves that that statement is... That's the worst thing. Yeah. Okay. At Katie First Lady, so Dean Ambrose is officially crazier than Bray Wyatt. Hashtag tweet the table. I don't know. Different crazy. There's lunatic, and then there's deranged. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Mm -hmm. There's two differences. The more you know. The more you know. At Real Sterk, chief of contributors, the cock... As a pre-adult, I thank the Spanish announce table for always being PG and starting with the news. Cock approves. (laughs) Hashtag tweet the table. 
Some of you guys did not like that. They did not like that PG episode. Listen. Hey, we can do it if we want. Yeah. So we went. We we did a swerve on you. It's episode 69. Everybody's like, what are they going to name uh, it? Uh, <laughs> fuck the mic. Hey, hey, it's 69. It's that one position you where know, it talks you about know what sex. I mean? 69. Uh, 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 so we went PG on that ass. Yeah. But always do the fucking news first. At double A underscore W-I-R. I wonder if hashtag T-Max mom likes the sport UFC hashtag tweet the table. You know, you could stop it with this shit if you didn't include him in the damn show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could. I definitely could. Does she like the sport UFC? She likes the sport of MMA. Oh, she does? Yes. What about UFC? She enjoys the company UFC, yeah. It's not a sport. It's a sport. Don't just fucking move on. <laughs> At Mr. DRG underscore WIR, no need for Titan T-Mac to apologize for audio contributions. We're used to cringing by now. Hashtag troll T-Mac, hashtag tweet the table. Funny. At WIR Cataclysmic. At WIR Cataclysmic. I'm really loving these manic slash Mahabali share. I forget how to say that guy's name. The Indian guy mm-hmm. on, on Impact. Yeah. Loving those segments. Hashtag tweet table. <laughs> those are interesting. I'll give it that. But what bothers me, and I say, I get it. It's wrestling. Suspend your disbelief. But so they're eating at like a restaurant or something. Still wearing the fucking mask. And it's manic. It's TJ Perkins. We've all seen him without the mask. Would you wear the fucking mask out in public like that? If you're going to take the mask off, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make it's sense. It's just weird. Like he's wearing unless, the mask. Unless, I get the but it's mis- the revolution thing, maybe. I yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I do like it, but that Mahabali guy's not a great actor. He's so, Indian. Yeah. <laughs> well, he brings in a huge audience, so it doesn't oh, matter. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. At double A underscore W-I-R, he says, I agree with Ant the Vigilante, the bunny, Santino Morella. Hashtag tweet the table. No. No? They just did a match where Santino was... Sitting next to Larry the Cable Guy while the bunny wrestled. Well, the bunny was there, yeah. Mm. No. At the Mountie. The hey, Mountie. The Mountie. Hashtag tweet the table. I'm going to try to read this like he would read it. That MMA guy who's always screaming, fuck yeah, and heats the Reese's Cups. That guy I'm talking about, that guy is the gay guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not gay. Yeah. Is and even if I was gay, yeah. there's nothing wrong with there's it. There's something wrong with that? Yeah. It's personal choice. There's nothing wrong with being gay. But I'm not. Thank you, Dub Mountie. At WIR Cataclysmic. Why don't you shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> At WIR Cataclysmic. Awesome three-way between Havoc, Taryn, and Gale. Not too excited about the result, but I'm glad she pinned Gale and not Havoc. Hashtag tweet table, hashtag impact. I don't care what she pinned. She got the knockout title first time ever. Why isn't she your face? Why isn't know. she your she's sable? Amazing. Yeah, I don't know. God, she's beautiful. Beautiful. At double A underscore W-I-R. Tommy Dreamer versus Bram equals fast forward TV for me. Just my opinion. Am I wrong? Hashtag tweet table. Can no. we get Tommy Dreamer? Can Tommy Dreamer be an authority figure yeah, stop instead wrestling. of God the damn, damn cheese grater or whatever the hell it is? Stop were, it, you man. You were never a good wrestler to begin with. Right. You were marginal you one best. good storyline mm-hmm. that was a long one, and I'll give you that. It was amazing. Yeah, but how much of that was Raven? Raven is so underrated. Yeah. Raven could be, in my opinion, 
the most original character mm-hmm. of that and era. For what everybody says, that's completely not him at all. Right. So, like, that he was able to sink into that character is amazing. God, he was great. At Diarmud? Diarmud? I've, I've heard him pronounce this on com Week in Review. Tiger Show. Uh, and I totally, totally forgot. And I apologize. So, hashtag tweet table and tell us exactly how to say it. Or don't. Just let us butcher it forever and get some good laughs out of it. Diarmud? Diarmud. PC from Ireland. Hey, I believe, I believe. mate. Mate? Do they say mate? No, they don't say mate. Why not? Aren't you Irish? Yeah. No, clearly. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> says, I, hey, pal. I have also got Fella. no clue. He says, I have also got no clue who Larry the Cable Guy is. Hashtag tweet the table. Okay. Cataclysmic did come out and said, okay, mm-hmm. I was fucking around saw, about LeBron yeah, James. Yeah, yeah. About time you came clean. But I still don't know who this Larry the Cable Guy is. Right. I get it. And I get that. I can see that. Fella. I can see that. I'll say whatever I want, um, pal. Yeah, Jeremy. I mean- Look, Larry the Cable Guy is very shticky, but there is some very funny moments. And I've watched some of his stand-up, and he's a very good, talented comedian, so you can watch some of it. But I don't know if it'll transfer over to international because it's a very – it's a American Southern shtick, mm, and it kind of pokes fun at that. Mm-hmm. So if you don't understand that particular, you know, culture of America, then you wouldn't know. I liked how he shit on the movie. Did you hear his commentary <laughs> no, during the movie? No. He goes, Jingle All the Way too." Starts off right where the left or the last one left off. On DVD. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this guy's awesome. That's funny. At WIR Cataclysmic, can we please start doing something with Baron Corbin other than the squash matches? Hashtag NXT, hashtag tweet table. Did you see the most recent NXT? Mm-hmm. I like that they're counting now. Mm-hmm. Once the bell rings, they're like, one, two, three. That crowd is fucking great. Yeah. And at the end, they're like, 22, uh-huh. 22. And he just, his smirk at the end of it all is like, yeah. Yep. I, I like it for right now. Look, if this was all the way to the main roster uh-huh. and he's still doing it, okay, let's cut the shit. But he don't, has. Don't you even... think they'll do that on the main roster? They did that with Ryback. No, I don't think so. Honestly, because they haven't gave him a storyline. But are they, if they try to establish him as that kind of character, will they do it on the main roster? Then he has to go straight there now. Yeah. Because he can't do a storyline on NXT and then go, nope. I'm I'm indestructible. You well, can't but do if that. he shows up on Ronnie squashing jobbers, well, what I'm like saying Ryback is, would do. but what I'm saying is, if you're a fan of WWE, no, no, I saw you lose to. Yeah, well, I'm not saying undefeated Tyler streak, Bruce. and he's never been defeated. Oh, well, then what are we but doing? Just coming, so he has his run in NXT. They call him up to the main roster. Hey, we're going to establish you as that character. How do we establish you to the people who haven't seen you on NXT? Start squashing jobbers. Yeah, I mean, I think like, that'll definitely happen. But like, and and it's even a little like it's. Bell ring, grab you, mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking clothesline, pick you up. And does I don't know. Does he have a name for that move? I, I didn't catch. I didn't catch it. And then bam, mm-hmm. dead. I like it. Now the problem with that is when you start getting into big feuds, right. he's not doing that to Brock Lesnar. That finisher, not Maybe. to Big Show, not to Big Show. Brock might have some athletic ability. Right. To pull that he'll, off. He'll but, like, All right, cool. Let's do it. But he's not doing it to Kane. Yeah. You know what I mean? Most likely not. Yeah. He's not doing it to some of those guys. Mm-hmm. So. You got to come up with something different for that. But submission. He can do a submission. Yeah, we haven't seen enough of this guy, but that's it. I want to see more. Let's start doing it. And that's what they're doing. And that's for right now, like I said, I like it for right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At Domounty, hashtag tweet table, put it in the red books. Heath Slater breaks Rusev streaks before mania. P.S. I eared that that MMA guy on your show likes men. Ha, <laughs> 
Boy, yeah. when when one troll hits, they yeah. start coming out of the woodworks yeah. like Jeez. a pack. Yeah, like a like a, <laughs> like an inbred pack. Yeah, <laughs> at double A underscore W I R. Class of 2015, WCW-themed Hall of Fame, Sting, Goldberg, Diamond Dallas Page, Lex Luger, Randy Savage, Eric Bischoff, Tony Schiavone, and NWO. Hashtag Tweet Table. I think that's too many. That's way too many. And I wouldn't include Savage on that because, I mean, I mean yeah. there was a big WCW thing, but they're not going to include him as the WCW cast. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Because, uh-huh. no, 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 no. We made him famous. And Shivani, I don't see getting in yet. Shivani. Hey, he was very good. He's not going in. Yeah. The but, WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, I don't think so, unfortunately. Unfortunately. At Mr. DRG underscore WIR, am I the only one who thinks Super Mario should be headbutting Rockstar Spud for that suit? Hashtag tweet table. He's wearing a brick suit. Mm-hmm. No, he shouldn't be headbutting him. If you check out. Punching him. He hits it with his hand. Yep. He raises his hand. Hits it with his hand. Boing. Boom. Boing. Crushing them bricks with a boing, iron fist. Boing, boing, boing. Final one at Zach Guitar 13. Hashtag tweet the table. Hashtag raw. If the anonymous GM is anyone other than Shane McMahon, I can't be forced to give any fucks about this. I just hope I'm not getting too crazy with the idea of like, this is Shane. Yeah, and then you're going to be disappointed. Right. You're yourself so up for I'm just day. trying to go, I hope it's Who Shane. Else? Could you be forced to give a fuck about this if it wasn't Shane McMahon? And again, we haven't got any hints. Kurt Angle, we would like, yeah, I think. We, we haven't got any hints. No. Stone Cold? Stone Cold would be good. McFoley? No. No, they've overdone the McFoley yeah. authority figure. Um, Diamond Dallas Page would be interesting. Hey, uh, my old pick from last week, Edge. Edge. Edge would be amazing. How about that? If Edge is the anonymous GM mm-hmm. with how much he hated the anonymous GM mm-hmm. before. Yep. How about that plot twist? And his, it, book it. Well, and his history with John Cena. Yes. Book and, it. And his history with Triple H. Book it. Just saying. Book it. Just saying. Book it. Hello. Tweet the table, T-Mac. It happened. It happened. Fuck that Mountie. Only 40 minutes, man. Yeah, and fuck that Mountie. Fuck that Mountie. I'm coming after you, Mountie, dumb Mountie. That mounted moose fucker. Yeah, you. <laughs> I like the Mountie. You fucking Mountie. You diabolical dick shrinking motherfucker. Mount-tee. Yeah, he always called me uh, Captain Dick Jockey. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, so I'm a radio dick jockey. All right, T Mac, we are going to take a break and we are going to please the listeners with an amazing, a goddamn fucking. Amazing interview. Brian Shields. And who's Brian Shields, you ask? The author of 30 Years of WrestleMania. A great interview. Probably. I will say this. After we've done it, I will say this is the smoothest, most professional interview we've done. And you get so much content. Yes. And again, you guys have to get this book. It's filled, filled with Interviews from Linda McMahon, Shawn Michaels, Randy Orton. It has celebrities in here. Joan Rivers is mentioned in here. Uh, The uh, What's his name? Donald Trump is mentioned in here numerous times. Uh, There's so many celebrities. Such great wrestling. It's a must-have. I can't stress that enough. It's a must-have. And the guy has probably been doing interview after interview for a book like this. But Well, and he also did the 
WWE encyclopedia. Yes. So he's you know he knows stuff. Interview and he's answered questions like this, so he's probably answered some of these questions a thousand times. But he's also quick on his feet. Because wait till you hear his response to one of our Cinco Preguntas. Yeah. Quick thinking, so uh-huh. bitch. Uh-huh. Brian Shields, author of 30 Years of WrestleMania. When we return. Oh, when we return to the Spanish Now Table on SpanishNowStable.net and... Science proves that cats headbutt. Headbutt. Studies from scientists yes. prove that cats headbutt people because they make them feel safe or they trust them. TrainingTopicsNetwork.com. Just what is a trending topic? A trending topic is a word or phrase that is tagged at a greater rate than other tags. This is a trending topic. Hashtag two. Stop growing up and grow down with Jack and Brian as they rejoin the Trending Topics Network. Hashtag tweet the table. Get ready to have your face slammed through a table of wrestling knowledge as Captain Awesome and T-Mac bring you the Spanish announce table. Hashtag weekend box office. Join Mr. Old School and his panel of critics as they are your one-stop shop for all your movie-related news. Hashtag mobile technology. Take a bite out of the mobile space on trending mobile technology as Piper the DJ breaks down iOS, Microsoft, Blackberry, and many things in between. This is the brand new Trending Topics Network. Better check in every day. Because you never know what's going to be trending next. Sports fans, want to talk about sports? Check out 44 Sports on the Heavy Hitter Network is where we talk about the latest in the NFL, NBA, NHL, and Major League Baseball. We will have sports trivia and be fan interactive, so subscribe to the Heavy Hitter Network on iTunes, Google Play, or other platforms. Or go to heavyhitternetwork.com. Can you go 444? Subscribe and download 44 Sports on the Heavy Hitter Network and find out. Welcome to the second hour-ish of the Spanish Announce Table on SpanishAnnounceTable.net and TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Man, I'm excited, T-Mac. Here it is. This is, this is, uh, I've been waiting for this one. Yeah. Yeah. I've got the book in front of me. I've been kind of giddy. Yeah. I feel important now, too, by the way. You should. Yeah, it's rare. There's not many opportunities in my life. That's very true. <laughs> so, so this is it. So I've got to live in this moment. Right, exactly. So why don't you tell everybody? I mean, we've mentioned it throughout the show. Yeah, we've mentioned it throughout the show, but now we have the author of 30 Years of WrestleMania, Brian Shields. Brian, are you there? Guys, I'm, I'm here. Thank you so much for having me on. Hey, so uh, I got the book in front of me like I just mentioned This is just an amazing, detail-oriented 30 years of history of the grandest spectacle in my life, at least. You know, for a pro wrestling fan, this is the granddaddy of them all. And you did such an amazing job detailing literally every single detail of WrestleMania. And as we get into the book, the question I first have for you is who decided, was it your decision or the people you worked with, who decided the style of writing? Because... 
This isn't your typical, you know, page one, WrestleMania 1's first match was this. This is kind of almost each match has its own story. Who decided to write the book that way? Well, the the idea, just for some context, the idea to do the book was WWE's. Um, And, you know, by now it's, it's really well known within sports entertainment circles amongst the fans that the WWE and DK books Mm -hmm. are just incredible works from top to bottom, whether you're talking about the DK reader series, the WWE encyclopedias, WWE 50, or now the most recent 30 years of WrestleMania. So, um, you know, the approach was something that, we all agreed was the right way to go in terms of, you know, because there was so much happening with WWE as a company in the mid 1980s, right before WrestleMania started. Mm -hmm. So it was really important to give some context to what we were talking about and really set things up appropriately. So, you know, when people open the book, they first will read the wonderful forward written by none other than Shawn Michaels, Mr. WrestleMania himself. Mm -hmm. And then they will enjoy this section, the road to WrestleMania. So that really sets the tone for the work. It sets the tone for the book in a way that just, it wouldn't have been the same if it was, okay, the bell rang, it's WrestleMania, Mm -hmm. it's Sunday, and Tito Santana and the Executioner are locking up. Right, right, yeah, that would just seem... So yeah. So that was something that, that we wanted to do right away. I mean, it was something that I felt was very important, um, and it was something where, you know, it was just it was a, a great collaboration in that regard, and, and then we were, you know, off and, off and running, as they say. Well, what I want to do now is we want to transition. We had our listeners uh, send you some questions, and we want to give them their respect because sometimes, you know, when you do an interview, we'll ask you the question, and then it's time for listener questions, and we already covered it. So we want to kind of get that out now. So, Tim, I'll let you kind of go ahead and read the questions. And, Brian, feel free to either, you know, rapid fire or elaborate if you want, just kind of however you want to do it. Cool. All right, we'll kick it off, man. We got uh, some loyal listeners, so I grabbed out kind of – you know, the, the, you know, some more duplicates. So I just kind of picked out some of the best ones here. Uh, coming out from at double A underscore WIR, he says, uh, What WrestleMania match got the biggest pre match hype? What do you think? Well, there? first off, when I hear double A, I hope that's an homage to the enforcer, Arn Anderson, number one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, number two, thank you for the question, double A. And as far as the question itself, it would definitely be something in the earlier chapters, mm-hmm. uh, and it's probably Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. Andre the Giant from WrestleMania three, um, and that kind of fits in, guys, with what we were talking about a few minutes ago, where there was just so much happening in the company. Oh, definitely. As so, WWE is rising, Hulkamania is running wild. And WrestleMania is created, and then in those early years, also rising. So there's a point in the book where the focus, and rightfully so, the focus does turn to the matches more so than a lot 
of the the lead into the larger matches mm-hmm. uh, that you saw in the earlier chapters. And, you know, as we were talking before as well, but there are segues with the chapters. So right. it's not going to be like a hard end each time. Uh, it is, it, it does read like, you know, like a story. And, you know, when I think of that also, guys, you know, I got to give a shout out to the editor on the project, Jennifer Sims, uh, who was just amazing to work with and did a phenomenal job. But yeah, uh, back to double A, uh, definitely, it's it's definitely uh, Hogan Andre from WrestleMania three, and then that Road to WrestleMania section as the event itself are probably the two two big lead in uh, types of features. Yeah, I'll say before we get back to the questions, I'll just comment about the book. So far, I haven't finished it yet, but the the great thing that I think you guys have done with this book, kind of as you mentioned, is you go from WrestleMania to WrestleMania, but then. It doesn't get mundane where, okay, next page, it's WrestleMania oh, we 9. We covered four. Yeah, he was fine. Right. Yeah. You, you stop and break it up, and you give kind of Shawn Michaels, you know, why he is Mr. WrestleMania or The Undertaker or the Triple H spot. I mean, there's so many uh, breakup spots in this book that are are just incredible to read by itself. And then when you put it in there amongst the other WrestleManias, it just definitely accents the book uh, really phenomenal. Oh, well, thank you very much. I mean, that was something where, you know, as a writer, it's it's just amazing working with WWE and DK for so many reasons. You know, and one of them right away, when you're talking about that, that beautiful signature DK style of creating a book, mm-hmm. it's, it's just you know that what you know that the subject that you're writing about is going to be conveyed in such a way where people are not going to want to put the book down. And, and I think, you know, those special interstitial sections that you talked about, whether it's the undertaker streak or the evolution of triple H or Shawn Michaels, or we cover fan access, people Mm -hmm. get the, the history of fan access. And one of my favorites, guys, you know, that the other interstitial in there is the Hall of Fame. I'm actually looking at that right now. And one of the things that I I love about the book also is that it really is the definitive commemorative volume on WrestleMania where whether you're talking about matches or you're talking about the rise of WrestleMania as an event or you're talking about the growth and evolution of certain talent or events, I mean – you know, you guys remember, I know some of your audience may remember, you know, the Hall of Fame started in 1993 with a video package of Andre the Giant's career celebrating his life shortly after his passing. Mm-hmm. And there were a few events, actual Hall of Fame induction ceremonies in the mid-90s, and then there really wasn't anything for the public to enjoy until WrestleMania 20 in 2004. And now in 2014, the hall of fame has become a huge part to WrestleMania weekend. One of my favorite parts of the weekend. So people are going to be able to enjoy all different sorts of details in 30 years of WrestleMania as a book. Yeah, I love how you pointed out in the Hall of Fame, which I'm looking at right now, uh, and you can almost tell, you know, from the the 1994 class, or excuse me, the 1995 class, where 
it it is kind of a ballroom setting where it's the the guys, the boys, you know, kind of talking amongst these, each here's other. Right, yeah. here's yeah. your plaque. You know, yeah. we are proud of what you are. But then as you flip uh, the pages and you see, for example, you know, the class of 2009 with Stone Cold Steve Austin, I mean, that was a spectacle just to see him walk out and accept the Hall of Fame. So, yeah, that alone, like you mentioned, has grown into an event in, into itself. And it's really amazing how you kind of detail-oriented how it became a ballroom setting to now – I, be, I believe it's in arenas it's in itself. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a big event. Just yeah. Well, that, and, and, that, and thank you for that. The, you know, that's one of the things that's amazing when you think about it, and you're absolutely right. I mean, those early Hall of Fame induction ceremonies, I feel like in a way almost paved the way for the Slammy Awards. Yeah, in terms exactly. Of, in terms of setting and the audience, and that it was really, you know, taped for people to enjoy later. Mm-hmm. Um, even though those early Hall of Fames, it was more like little B-roll packages on the weekly WWE shows. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, now Hall of Fame sells out in most years, I think. It's a sellout or very close to a sellout for the arenas that would hold Monday Night Raw. So those are major sports arenas where people are enjoying the NHL, the NBA, um, all of the other, you know, top tier forms of of arts and entertainment in those host cities. So, yeah, it's it's one of those things where, with 30 years of WrestleMania, you really do see the growth and development of WWE as a company and WrestleMania as an annual event, and now for many many years, an annual global destination event. Awesome. So, hey, piggybacking off kind of those these big names that we enshrine in the Hall of Fame, uh, our our first lady at Katie First Lady, she's one of our most loyal listeners, wants to know who was your favorite person to interview. And she says, by the way, the book is still on her Christmas list. If anybody has any uh, <laughs> any ideas. Oh, very 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 cool. Um, well, Katie, hello. Thank you for your your great question. And you know, it's very difficult for me. I'm terrible at picking one of anything when it comes to WWE and WrestleMania. Um, I just go back to my first week on the job and thanks to Steve Panaleo at WWE and on the talent side, Mark Carano for arranging so many of the more than 75 interviews that I did while working on the book. Guys, the first week on the job, I got to interview Linda McMahon, Basil DeVito, a longtime WWE executive, mm-hmm. Mean Gene Oakland, Howard Finkel, and Pat Patterson. Jesus, that all, huh? <laughs> yeah. So for me, that's what that first week represented just set a tone for the entire project being backstage at Raw and SmackDown and live events and interviewing people over the phone, uh, over email, in person at Stan- in, uh, in Stanford. You know, I, I just I go back to that first week. I mean, you have to say it, it's just an amazing first week, and I, I just go back to that more because of what it represented and just that it was like, wow, this is the first week working on this like what what's going to happen next so how so how surreal is that moment because i mean i gotta figure we we didn't touch on this but clearly you have to have been a wrestling fan for a decent amount of time to 
to tackle a project like this. So how is it going in seeing Gene Oakland, Linda McMahon, all these names, and you're just like, man, this is what I get to do now for a living, you know? And it's it's a really it's a dream come true scenario, guys. I mean, I grew up. I'm a proud kid of the 1980s. I grew up on Long Island, a huge WWE professional wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. Um, WWE was always my favorite, and thanks to cable television at that time, I got to enjoy first Georgia Championship Wrestling and then Jim mm-hmm. Crockett Promotions, mm-hmm. later that became uh, World Championship Wrestling on WTBS. Uh, we got to enjoy Vern Gagne's AWA and the Von Erichs World Class Championship Wrestling out of Dallas. We had uh, even Angelo Savaldi's ICW in the late 80s on Sports Channel. And there was actually a really great, and some of your audience may remember this, there was a great Sports Center style program in the late 80s, mid to late 80s, hosted by Gordon Soley and Joe Pettisino called Pro Wrestling This Week. Hmm. And between the magazines and cable television and that show, which would show different highlights from all the different territories, it was like, I mean, your Saturday is just taken up. I mean, like if I, unless I had like a soccer, baseball or basketball game, my Saturdays were pretty well scheduled. (laughs) Right. I wish we had that now. Um, You know, and it's it was just a wonderful time to grow up and be a fan. I know I'm a little bit biased on that. Um, and even the home videos. I mean, I, I I talk a lot about my love for the original Coliseum home videos. Sean Mooney. Oh, yeah. From, you know, and um, and all of those, you know, all of those things. So, yes, I grew up a huge fan. And it really is like every other time I get to work with WWE and DK, it's a, it's really a, you know, a dream come true scenario. And I'm very thankful for the relationship with WWE and DK. And, you know, guys, I started out in the video game business and sports marketing. Hmm. And when I worked at Acclaim Entertainment in the late 90s, they were the first company to have the home rights to make WWE video games. So my relationship with WWE dates back to the late 90s. So it's something that really means a great deal to me. Well, that's that's really awesome to even think kind of how long your relationship with the WWE has been because on their end, I could imagine they want this book to be a home run, and, and it really is fitting that you would be the one to, to be a part of the project because of, one, your relationship and how long – you've been, you know, uh, talking with them so that they trust you to know that, you know, the product's going to be good. And two, that familiarity, because, you know, for example, if me and Captain Awesome were to talk to Linda McMahon, just right out of the box, we might be, you know, super intimidated. But at least with you, you kind of were able to warm up, it it seems like, to then when you do have that talk, it's not so... Uh, oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, exactly. So that's really awesome. Uh, how long you guys have been uh, working together? Oh, thank you. Well, listen, I it, it really is. It, it's it's one of those things. I mean, if you would have told me when I was sitting on Long Long Island on my mother's couch, you know, in tears because Andre the Giant turned on Hulk Hogan, that you know that years later I would 
have the privilege to have these incredible experiences. Well, first of all, I wouldn't have been able to talk because I was so upset about what happened on TV. <laughs> I was there, yeah, I felt that. Um, and but once you know, once I would I would be composed properly. I mean, I wouldn't have believed it. You know, I mean, and it's one of those things where you feel you really do. You feel very grateful to be able to work with such talented people. And it's one of those things where, you know, when you're asked, hey, do you want to you want to be part of this project? You can't say yes fast enough. And I mean, just to give you guys an idea, like I met Vince and Linda McMahon for the first time. Before WrestleMania 25, there was a, a reception for WWE licensees before WrestleMania in Houston, and that was before the first encyclopedia came out. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, she remembered meeting me. Wow. Yeah, for and, someone um, of that stature. Yeah. And, you know, and, I mean, she we spoke for almost two hours in her downtown Stanford office, and... I mean, again, like I said, you know, that first week set the tone for the entire project. And, you know, it's one of those things where I I think all of the great writers that that write books with DK and WWE, it's a labor of love. And we all share a, a passion and love for WWE and the sports entertainment industry. And that carries through in in the final product. Cool, yeah, that feeling of awe. I know T-Mac can relate because that's how he feels having the opportunity to work with me. So, oh, Come on. That's really just, you know, that makes sense. <laughs> anyway, we'll move on. Jeez. We got a question from another one of our, our great loyal listeners at WIR Cataclysmic. says, was there anyone you wanted to interview for the book that you didn't get the chance to? Uh, the, there, there were a few. Uh, we just weren't able to get the scheduling. And um, who, who, who asked that question? Uh, he goes by Cataclysmic. Hey, Cataclysmic. Uh, thanks for the question. Um, yeah, there were there were a couple. First, um, there was a, a gentleman who uh, was named George Scott, mm-hmm. and he was a uh, a great wrestler in his own right from the fifties throughout the early seventies. Um, he was part of the Flying Scots with his brother Sandy. And he was actually uh, part of uh, the McMahon inner circle uh, in the early days of the newly owned Vince McMahon Jr. WWE. And he was a big part of getting the the early WrestleManias off the ground. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were trying to schedule interviews actually through a, a mutual friend, Greg the Hammer Valentine, was also interviewed in the book Mm -hmm. and unfortunately uh we were trying to get some dates squared away and and sadly mr scott passed away Mm. and uh and we were not able to do that interview um you know the undertaker is is one where and this is one where as as the person making the request i do take a, a little bit of um, you know, I'm proud at least that it wasn't a no. I mean, you know, anybody that mm-hmm. follows sure. WWE knows that he does not grant a lot of interviews. And this was something where everyone tried to make it happen. It was just a scheduling issue with 
his commitments leading up to WrestleMania and then WrestleMania itself taking place. Um, and then the production schedule of the book, we just weren't able to make it happen, but it really does mean a lot to me that everyone tried mm-hmm. to, you know, to make that happen. And that's one of the, the other great things about 30 years of WrestleMania guys is that all 30 WrestleManias are covered in the same level of wonderful detail. So it was one of those things where we just, you know, we just weren't able to, we just weren't able to make that happen. But, uh, but yeah, uh, cataclysmic. Thanks for the question. I want to ask you kind of going off uh, a little bit about what you just said there at the end with 30 years of WrestleMania, there's so much you could write about. Obviously you have, you know, those iconic matches, the ones like you just mentioned, Hulk Hogan, Andre, the giant, obviously there's undertaker, Shawn Michaels, things like that, which you could go on and on about. And then there's also matches, which let's be honest, weren't the greatest to watch. So how did you balance the, all right, I've got to stop myself here because I've written, you know, six paragraphs or whatever about this match where this other match only got three sentences because it was the Santino, you know what I mean? Uh, Diva battle Royal or whatever. So how do you balance, you know, kind of stopping at one point and then, making more or, or giving it it's just due on some of the not so glamorous matches? Well, the thing was, was that it, it was, you know, every, every WrestleMania has, you know, the, the, the big marquee matches main event and then the, and then semi main event. And then some of the, the other ones that are just, you know, really marquee. So usually those are, you feel the same, like every, there's not a lot of debate Mm -hmm. on, on those. Um, You know, it's just one of those things where you always, you just try to capture the essence of the story being told, the match itself and the competitors performing in the ring. And, you know, you let it, you know, you just let it go from there. I mean, you know, and that's why, you know, the editor in the process is so important. And, you know, it's another shout out to, to Jennifer Sims on a great job. I mean, you know, it's just one of those things where you know that the, the, the more marquee matches are going to get the space. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you do want to be as fair as you can. And you do want to give attention as much as as you can to everybody because everyone from top to bottom works their tails off 300, you know, over 300 days a year to make WWE what it is and to make WrestleMania what it is. So, you know, you, you do your best. Well, sure, yeah, and the entirety of a WrestleMania isn't just the marquee match. So, right. yeah, I mean, there there is that. Well, and that you know, and that's another great point is is that there's there's one of those things where all right, you're at WrestleMania, so everything is elevated. Sure. And, and that's you know, it's something that's uh, that that's very exciting, and and it's definitely something that you can feel it when you're interviewing people. It was one of the things that was a shared feeling amongst everyone was 
there's nothing like WrestleMania. It is what we work for all year. It is the pinnacle of our industry. And, you know, that's a, that's a feeling that you understand immediately and you get consumed with in writing it because you want to do it justice. Well, absolutely. And it looks like you've clearly done that. Hey, listen, we're going to uh, wrap up these listener questions. We got one last uh, listener. Right. But he's he's asked three questions that are all pretty good. So we'll kind of go down the list now. We'll, you can answer them individually as we go here. But it's from at Mr. DRG underscore WIR. We call him DRG on here. He says, uh, what has been the positive financial impact been for the host cities of WrestleMania? Uh, DRG, thank you for your questions. And, you know, as far as the positive economic impact, it's, I mean, WWE has the actual numbers. They're incredible. And actually what I would recommend is, is Googling those results because every year the results are so amazing. The, the positive financial impact that WrestleMania has on the host city every year is so impressive and so positive that WWE actually uh, shares that with the public. Yeah, it and is. Um, so to get the actual number, you know, cause I don't want to be inaccurate yeah. mm-hmm. uh, to get the actual number. I, I would do a, a Google or however you search for things online um, but what I could say just conversationally is that it's in the millions upon millions of dollars of, of positive financial and economic impact to the host city and its surrounding communities. I mean, the, the restaurants, the tourism, the travel, you know, I mean, there really is nothing. I mean, Michael Cole says it best. You know, there, there's nothing like WrestleMania. This, there is nothing like this event, which is a global destination event. You have people from all over the world traveling to WrestleMania's host city every year, and it's a it's a week full of events leading up to the event itself. So, I mean, the, the impact is just enormous. Yeah, we covered it in one of our news sections uh, when the numbers came out from New Jersey. I think it was that 29? Mm-hmm. 29, yeah. yeah. And it, uh, uh, Chris Christie even did a press conference about it because <laughs> the numbers were they floored us. Right. I mean, it well. was just insane. But DRG also. Well, and oh, and yeah, one of the great things, guys, also with WWE is you know, you're, you're talking about a global form of entertainment that is not only like no other, but it's you're talking about the, the upper echelon of, of entertainment. And now you're also talking about working with those host cities, working with their their local elected officials and representatives, working with the the communities and then all of the the wonderful outreach that WWE does as an organization, it's it's an incredible incredible happening. If I could borrow a, a quick word from one of my favorites, Gorilla Monsoon. Yeah, one of the best. 
Well, DRG also asks, what city has yet to hold a WrestleMania that you feel deserves to be a host? Oh, um, oh, I haven't been asked that question yet. That's a that's a <laughs> extra good one there All from right. DRG. All right. Um, wow. Yeah, I don't know. I, I got I mean I got to say Dallas. Mm. Yeah. I was going to be selfish. I, we do the show in Kansas City. I was just wanted sure, to think. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no Dallas would be a great pick. Well, I mean, I, I got to tell you guys, you know, one of the cool things, you know, reading the magazines as a kid, uh, watching pro wrestling this week, and, you know, and now for, you know, for many, many years, now almost 30 years also, you know, learning about the WWE events in Kansas City. I mean, that's another great city that has an amazing history with wrestling. Um, so I could totally see why why people would say Kansas city. Um, my, my first, my first answer is Dallas, uh, because of that incredible, and I'm a giants fan, so I don't want to give the Cowboys credit (laughs) or anything. Um, but you know, that, that stadium down there, uh, is supposed to be amazing. And I I think, I think it would be a very special, very special event. Mm -hmm. So my first, thought and my first answer there is Dallas but you know there are a number of cities in my opinion um, in the United States that would be incredible host cities for you know for a, a, a Wrestlemania do you ever think this is a side note off of that question? Do you ever think that WrestleMania would be international that they would do a WrestleMania for example in London or a city like that? I think one of the things that that we know definitely as fans is really that you can never say never in WWE. Mm-hmm. The that SummerSlam 92 of over you know, of over the 80,000 fans at Wembley yeah. oh, Stadium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know if 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 they would do it uh, because of of some of the other elements to it, uh, in terms of the you know the pay per view audience. Um, but I mean, gosh, WrestleMania in London would be awesome. Oh, it'd be huge. Right, yeah. yeah. But yeah, and, um, just and like... I think if there if there's an event, you know, and it's funny because we talk about you know sports and entertainment. WWE is sports entertainment. If you think about any other event, annual event, there is not one of the size of WrestleMania that you could say would be just as successful internationally. Right. Very, Very true. true, and that was kind of my thing with the whole London thing is it's not just the WrestleMania pay-per-view. It's that whole entire WrestleMania access, mm-hmm. the Hall of Fame. It's such a large undertaking that that makes it infinitely more difficult trying to do it somewhere internationally. So, Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't, so I don't know because of that and, you know, from a production end, which I don't know intimately to, you know, to be able to speak to, but I know just conversationally people have mentioned in the past that, you know, that it would be an undertaking in terms of 
you know, syncing up the different time zones and make, because here's the thing, guys, you know, you work up to this all year, you know, this is your biggest event of the year. You want to make sure, I would imagine, that that as many of your fans can enjoy it as possible. Absolutely, yeah. So I'm sure that those are things that have to be looked at, but I definitely think that WrestleMania would be great internationally, and um, you never know. Yeah, that's true. I, I've I've never ceased to be amazed with the things WWE pulls off for sure. Well, DRG asked kind of his final question, and this will kind of wrap up the listener questions. Is sure. What is your personal favorite WrestleMania, and why did you love it so much? Hmm. Um, there's a part of me, and this probably won't shock you guys, there's a part of me that always goes back to WrestleMania three, Steamboat mm-hmm. Savage, sure. and the big one, Hogan Andre. Um, and then as I got older, as the years went on, you know, it, it changed. You know, it, it it would it would change over time. But I still I, I still go back to WrestleMania three and you know, because I was fortunate enough to be at WrestleMania 25, I mean, that match with Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker was I just one of the most... That was the, that was the greatest match I've ever seen. Well, kind of piggybacking off of that, uh, you know, you're, you're into this, this book and you're entrenched, but what was the WrestleMania, not really your favorite, but what was the one that stuck out the most or maybe surprised you, uh, you know, going through the book and I've got through most of it. The the one that still kind of sticks out is WrestleMania eight when it was Sid and Hogan and it wasn't flair and Hogan that still just sticks out. And whether that was good or bad at the time, or even now, as we look back, it's, it's one of those ones where it's just, it's interesting. Also like WrestleMania nine, the next year when they did the Hogan, title change at the very end that was another mm-hmm. thing that stuck out but Oddball, yeah. yeah with you kind of detailing the entire history of it which wrestlemania stuck out to you the most um i mean there's so much to be said for the third one but you know i think back and i think i definitely agree i think fans of a certain age group that WrestleMania eight is a big deal because Hogan and flair did not wrestle. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to give too much away, but people can enjoy it in the book. Right. Right. There's a section where those unanswered questions, we hear opinions from W from WWE luminaries on their thoughts as to why that did not take place. Um, one of my favorites is WrestleMania 14 with Iron Mike Tyson, Stone Cold Steve Austin, DX, and really what that represents because WWE at that time was was fighting a, a war with WCW, and that really is what turned the corner for them in terms of solidifying their comeback and then put them on this amazing path. So, I mean, there are so many that stand oh, out yeah, for definitely. me. I mentioned WrestleMania 25. Um, 
And I, I really loved the, I mean, Hogan and Rock was amazing. I was in Toronto. Was that was my first live WrestleMania? Mm-hmm. Um, what a good, you know, and good one to, to pick. And and then to see years later, the Rock and John Cena. I I mean that I thought that was awesome. The first one. I mean, you know, it was really special. Were you talking about the first John Cena Rock or the second one? First. First one, yeah. Yeah, I thought the first, first. one was amazing. And, and, and just in general, you know, because it really was true. You know, these we were seeing two guys that were in their, you know, physical primes in a dream match scenario. Mm-hmm. And and I thought it was, I thought it was great. And, and I like the second one very much, too. And I've... Um, I think it's because when you talk about WrestleMania guys, when you talk about the streak, you talk about, you know, Shawn Michaels. I mean, you also talk about main events Mm -hmm. and you think about there haven't been that many matches that saw more than one WrestleMania main event. You had Bret Hart, Yokozuna, WrestleMania is nine and 10. You had, the Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin, which headlined three, mm-hmm. where and I don't know yeah. if we'll ever see anything like that again. And then, and then John Cena and The Rock headlined two. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, th- those are those are very special achievements. And then the other thing that stands out for me, guys, was this year. I loved the Daniel Bryan story. Yeah, and a great story. you know, I was a, a fan of his before he came to WWE, and you know, just that story and how it was told, and him standing at the end of that show, I thought it was amazing seeing him hold up those two championships. Which, again, if you're of a certain age. Mm-hmm. If you're a fan of a certain type and really love the history of this business, there's a huge historical significance with holding up both of those championships. And no one deserved it like him, if you ask me. So, you know, those are the WrestleManias that really that that really stand out for me. But they all do. I mean, you think to Hogan Warrior. Mm-hmm. I love WrestleMania Four with Macho Man you know, competing in four matches, the ladder match at WrestleMania 10. Um, I, I mean, it was, it was so, I mean, the tag team TLC, Oh yeah. Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. It's that's, that's what I think the fun thing for me about working on 30 years of WrestleMania was I was reminded that, wow, I really can't pick one mm-hmm. of anything. <laughs> right. Well, kind of switching gears a little bit, we've been talking a lot about the book, but maybe this is a little bit selfish on my part, but how did you approach the interviews? I mean, there's a lot of great information, and for people who haven't got the book, I definitely recommend it, so I won't try to ruin anything, but there's a lot of great content in here. Uh, the, the Thank Randy, you. The Randy Orton part where he talks about his match with Triple H, I really thought was awesome, and it was really, at least from an outsider's perspective, interesting to see kind of randy orton open up because if even though he's been with the company forever it still feels like i don't know you know what i mean he doesn't do too much of that it feels like at least 
Uh, but that was a really great interview. But what was your approach when you were getting these interviews? For example, like with, with Mean Gene, were you just going in there with, I've got two questions and we're going to go from there? Or did you kind of have an outline of what you wanted to talk about with each person? Well, that's one of those things where everyone has their own way of doing it. Mm-hmm. And for me, I didn't – some writers go in – well, forget that. This is how I did it. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I approached everyone differently where I wanted the interviews, the information that I was receiving from the interviews. I wanted those insights to help shape the stories that we were telling and that's how I did it because guys 30 years of WrestleMania is the history of the matches and the company that we've been talking about. The other great part about it, and this is another reason why the book is so special is because of the behind the scenes element that we're providing. We pull the curtain back. We let people be on the ring and backstage. So knowing that in my mind, I would, I had my, my iPad and a little digital recorder that were running at all times. And, you know, I was starting out just with some, you know, questions to get us going. And then, you know, we were off and running. They were great conversations. Everyone was incredibly open and honest with me. Uh, Randy Orton was one of my favorite people to speak with. I had the pleasure of working with his dad years ago in the video game business. And, you know, I mean, he was just, I mean, it was a great conversation. I really enjoyed hearing from him what it was like growing up with, with such a famous father coming into the business the way he did. And I really enjoyed hearing his opinions on things like the money in the bank matches and the ladder matches and, you know, the undertaker and the stuff with, with the triple H match. So that's really the way that I did it was I went in and and you guys know this from the work that you do. Like you have questions and you know that you have to get all of these answered, but you also want to keep the conversation flowing where if something comes up, you have the ability to also ask kind of these little questions that may come up during the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that's really how, that's really how I did it. Yeah, you don't want it to sound like an interrogation. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then, right. well, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, let's get well, into Well, yeah, and, and especially when a, when a large majority of the people you're interviewing are significantly larger than you. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. the, the interrogation tactic I wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't think try, would yeah. go too well. Yeah, yeah I uh, I used to do a uh, MMA radio show here in Kansas City, and and when you're sitting next to a fighter, you yeah. tend to kind of back down if they don't want to talk about a certain yeah, subject. Yeah. So I definitely understand what you mean there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think the other thing too is is you know when when you're sitting down with people and they see that you're respectful of the history of the subject that you're talking about, their history within that subject, and that you're really trying to do things a certain way. Mm -hmm. I think they appreciate that. I mean, at least that's my hope. Oh, yeah. Is, 
you know, that everybody really enjoyed, you know, being interviewed and, and having the discussions that we did. And, and because that was the approach, it was, you know, this is behind the scenes, whatever you're comfortable sharing. Um, and, and we just were off and running and, you know, there were great conversations. All right. Well, let's get into, this is one of our favorite parts of interviews here. We have a <laughs> standard list of five questions that we like to ask every, every guest to see what the various responses are over time. So, and we are the Spanish announce table. So rightfully so we call this one Cinco Preguntas. All right, Brian Shields author 30 years of Wrestlemania this one pretty standard question you've probably been asked this about a thousand times doing what you do but who's your favorite wrestler of all time wow um, it's, kind of, it's hard to narrow it down so yeah and again we, we've had People pretty named, laid back. Yeah. You know, no, you must give me one. Again, not an yeah, interrogation, no. yeah. so feel free to. Right. right, right. <laughs> right. Um, well, definitely that kid of the '80s um, version of me was a was a Hulkamaniac. So yes. it was definitely the Hulkster. Yeah, you got our. That's, um, that's us too. And it's it has evolved, you know, over over time for sure. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, now piggybacking off of that, your uh, our second question: What is your favorite match of all time? And again, you can name multiples if you feel want to, and it doesn't have to be WrestleMania specific either. Okay. Um, hmm. Well, I mean, I will have to say that for WrestleMania, it's been the same since twenty five. Undertaker, Shawn Michaels won. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, from WrestleMania 25, um, you know, it's just, just amazing, just amazing. That's all I could say. Yeah, I think the entire package of that match is just brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay, then this one, and this will be interesting since you know you're not typically we interview wrestlers and or you know promoters, but having an author here will give us a different uh, skew on this question. Who's would you say is your biggest influence? As as a writer, yeah, yeah, since, yeah. Since this is what you do, yeah. Um, my biggest influences as a writer are probably well, we we grew up on a very steady diet of Neil Simon and Woody Allen mm. and Mel Brooks. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. Mel of, Brooks kind of works in sure. our house. Uh-huh. Um, my grandfather was in the film business, and my mother, who's also a writer, worked in publishing at McGraw Hill for many, many years. So we were, thankfully, we were really exposed to a lot of different things as kids. So my first memories of writing are really, you know, enjoying those kinds of works and. So probably, you know, probably those names I mentioned. Okay. Those, those um, are some really good yeah, names, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> so, uh, kind of a follow up to that uh, before we move on to our fourth one here is uh, when you first sit down to do your first wrestling related book. Did you what kind of works? Did you study at all? Did you look at other wrestling related books or anything like this, or did you just kind of go off your heart, or what did you? Well, when I first started out, you know, my approach was. I do a lot of free writing all the time. I'm a big proponent of brainstorming Mm -hmm. and free writing. And 
project, the first thing that I did, because my mind was just flooded with memories and ideas, and it was almost like, okay, I need to like calm down and, yeah. you know, just start with an outline. Right, so, right, yeah. okay. so I just started with an outline and then worked on a concept and then, and then we went, and then we went from there. Okay. Now you're uh, our fourth question. This is a fun one. And this, like this again, we, we've, we've got many different answers, but the fourth question is what is your favorite term in pro wrestling as far as baby face, heel, things of that nature? Oh, oh, oh. um, yeah, there's a carny language associated with wrestling as it were, you know, so. Yeah, I don't, you know, guys, it's funny. I, I, um, I don't really use those terms. Um, I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like that vernacular is really for the, the people that are kind of there every day and, sure. and doing the, the work backstage and in the ring and things like that. Um, but, well, sure. As far as a favorite term, that's actually a very funny question. Yeah, yeah, because um, certainly you've heard some, and you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure you've heard some in interviews and stuff. So, oh, sure, sure, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Um, probably. Hmm. I um, and maybe this is just because I'm from New York, but I loved the term one hour Broadway. Mm, right. Okay, that yes. makes sense. Yeah, totally makes this sense. This is definitely one we haven't heard in, <laughs> right. in our in our single um, the, one of the ones that I I never liked um, the term schmaz. Right. Because <laughs> I felt like that just sounds it just sounds like like uh, like I have like a it's part of like an upper respiratory right. infection. Yeah. I've just been yeah. diagnosed up a bunch with. of schmas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, maybe one hour, one hour Broadway might be. That's good. Um, might 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 be my favorite because of of what that what that represents. Sure. Yeah. Well, this fifth one, and this is going to be maybe a little bit difficult because it's easier for people who have been in studio and have and have met us to right. answer this one. So maybe this just has to come from something that you've maybe had in the holster for a while. But we're going to make this more of a hypothetical situation than a question. Okay, we're all going to cool. we're going to pretend that the three of us are sitting here in a creative meeting, <laughs> and we're going to book you, Brian Shields, in a big feud, take you to WrestleMania, oh right? To take you over the top. You got to give us the storyline. What's your big feud with T Mac. <laughs> well, I think it would it would have to be you know what? We're we're gonna have to do this old school. Okay. We you know, T Mac and I we were blood brothers. Mm, yes. Okay. All right. I already you like know, it. We, <laughs> we were clearly uh, we, the, the more gifted brother. We went brother. up and down the road together from, from childhood. We were best friends. Okay. We okay. entered we entered the business together as as part of the fame duo, the T and B Express. <laughs> <laughs> we yes. we worked out together, we trained together and and then he and then he broke my heart. He did the unthinkable. I believe it. And he and and, and he turned on me. Oh, that T Mac. 
He's a horrible human being. <laughs> I know, I know, I am. I just <laughs> wish one time one of the one of our guys would actually give me some no. some 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 positivity. <laughs> so so to be clear, you're going over at, at WrestleMania here. I'm I'm assuming. Well, not only that, but I mean. <laughs> Payback's a bitch. Isn't it? <laughs> good. I'd pay good money to see this. I want to see that in 40 years of WrestleMania. I want to see that outline. And I'll, I'll tell you this. I'm so I'm so heated over this once alliance turn rivalry that I'll be wearing wristbands. <laughs> yes. 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 I love that. That's awesome. That is awesome. So this has been awesome. This, this has been great. Um, before we kind of wrap up, what, obviously the book is amazing, yes. and I've said this many times till I'm blue in the face. If you haven't got the book, definitely do it. It's something I really feel, and I'm not just saying it because we're interviewing you. This is definitely something a a wrestling fan should have. And uh, but before we get you out of here, anything else you'd like to plug, Twitter, all that fun stuff? Well, guys, first and foremost, thank you so much for having me on. It was great to talk to you guys. I've listened to the show before. So now for me to be on this side of it has just been really cool. And as far as, you know, just your audience connecting with me, um, I'm on Facebook as just Brian Shields. And I'm on Twitter. That handle is at It's Brian Shields. I'm going to be doing a lot of Q&As. I'm going to be doing some giveaways so definitely connect with me there. And the only thing I could say is, you know, 30 years of WrestleMania is in stores now, wherever books are sold. And just go get it and, and, and enjoy the ride. Well, yeah, absolutely. And, and, I haven't had the chance to look over it yet. T Mac's been reading it all. I literally haven't. And like, he's, he's, I take he it to let work. Go of it, yeah. yeah, I take it to work. And what's it's it's definitely not embarrassing. But what's different is when people are like, "Oh, you're reading a book." Like the the size of the book. People are like, "Oh, you're reading a book." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm reading a book. I'm reading a book. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading a real book." Yeah. You know? So it's and, been yeah. great. And I need to pick it up myself. But I'm hoping maybe to uh, convince the wife to uh, to get that for. Christmas. It is the holidays. Yeah. It is yeah. the holidays. Right. <laughs> Well, listen, hey, Brian, stick with us as we play some of our outro music because uh, after we kick that out, we'll talk to you off air a little bit and give you some of the details and all that kind of jazz. But stick with us for just a second. But, man, it has been amazing having yeah. you on here, and we totally appreciate it. Guys, I I can't thank you enough. You you make it very easy to have a great conversation. So thanks again for having me. All right. Thank you. All right, T-Mac, let's go into a break. Man, we're going to come back. We're going to do some listener emails. Love yeah. the emails. Love the emails. But let's get out to here so we can talk to Brian and not keep him on too much longer. Right. And that's uh, when we come back from break, Spanish Announce Table, which is on SpanishAnnounceTable.net. And from 9 p.m. to 12 a.m., Netflix accounts for 33% of all bandwidth in North America. TrainingTopicsNetwork.com. What's up? This is Heavy Set, and I'm here to tell you about one of my podcasts that you can find at Kayfabe Sports Radio and www.kayfabesportsradio.com. 
and that is NFL Easy Picks. NFL Easy Picks is a podcast that I co-host with my friend Joe Bennett, and we discuss the things going on in the NFL and the games for the week to come, as well as results for the week prior. We like to highlight our teams, but we still like to concentrate on the league as a whole, and quite possibly from week to week have guests to discuss their team and how they're doing. Along with this normal format, we go over our picks in the designated Yahoo Pick'ems League that we have set up so you fans can see how well we are doing against you and how well you are doing against us and each other. And on top of that, we got a fantasy league to discuss how well things are doing there. There's a lot in NFL AZ picks that you are not going to want to miss on the Kfabe Sports Radio Network and at www.kfabesports.com. Hope you will join us every week as we discuss everything going on in the wonderful world of the NFL. Only on Kfabe Sports Radio and www.kfabesports.com. What's up, people? Mr. Old School, Alter Ego to the Mountie, here to let you know about a new podcast that I've been working on called Old School at the Movies. We talk all about the latest news and rumors, we review stats, we've got our own movie review of the week, predictions, contests, all that good stuff. Check us out at oldschoolmovies.net. Old School at the Movies, your one-stop shop for all your movie-related news. I'm just thoroughly enjoyed and excited for emails. Emails. And how about that interview? Again, I'll say it one more time. You have to get this book. You have to get the book. It's beautiful just to look at. It's kind of a coffee table, so it's going to attract maybe the casual fan to pick it up that will be at your house because hopefully you have friends. And Eh. I know Eh. some people here. Uh, It has such great insight. The Randy Orton part is awesome. We touched on it in the interview, but if you read it, very, very good. The whole book is just cool. Linda McMahon's story. I mean, I'll I'll share this one little thing. She talks about how Vince McMahon filed for bankruptcy before WrestleMania. Fun fact in America, you can't do that twice. Right. So if you would have failed at WrestleMania... You might not be able to own another business. He might have to be like a accountant. Yeah. At a bank. Right. The greatest wrestling mind of all time. Yep. Is if for whatever reason, let's say a gigantic failure and the fucking lights go out and they can't get him back on for an hour and WrestleMania flops because of that. Mm -hmm. Something out of his control. Right. Something out of his control. Gigantic random ass snowstorm in the town Mm -hmm. all of a sudden. Yep. And nobody can come. Then he and it flops. Yeah, and he already failed. Random ass. Some guy dies in the middle of the ring because they didn't ever find a, a blood clot. Mm-hmm. Killed him. No, completely nothing he could have done about it. Mm-hmm. Major media sandstorm. He flops mm-hmm. again. Something out of his control could have ruined what we know today. Mm-hmm. And he would have been working in a fucking bank. Yeah, bank. Now, Vince McMahon seemed like he'd be successful at something. 
Not know. not if you fail twice and you already fail, filed bankruptcy yeah. once. True. I, I doubt he'd been on the streets. Yeah. But, but yeah, he yeah. made a life for himself. But hey, wow. 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 Great wow. story, though. Great story. Great book. Brian Shields seems like a good, solid dude. Definitely going to have him on again. Definitely. Definitely. But now we turn to you, the listeners of the show. It's time for the emails. T-Mac, are you ready? We're gonna no! Hey, you didn't let me answer. I said, are you ready? Yeah. Then let's end this show like we always do. With the emails. And it kicks off with Kata motherfucking Klesmic. And you know what he says, T-Mac. He you, says. You know what he says. He says, hey, yo. Let's do this. What the fuck up is. <laughs> I already fucked up. There we go. What the fuck is up, Sting Hater Cappy and Sting Suck Up Mackie? It's Kata. Ah! So Survivor Series is in the books, and I thought I was a, I thought it was a thumbs in the middle show. Loved the crowning of new tag champs. Fucking awesome main event, despite the end where some really old fifty-five-year-old has been turned up trying to relive the glory years. And loved Ambrose slash Wyatt, which was merely a bridge for their TLC match. What I want to talk about this week is the big guy. Feed. Me, more backstage segments where he's hungry. I loved his beatdown on Concessions Kane, and his big guy laugh is on point. Where do you guys see Ryback going in the next few months? Do you think WWE will try and keep him at the top of the card as a face? Or send him back down to the mid-card job squad mediocrity? I thought the way they handled him at Survivor Series was pretty piss poor after all the rebuilding, and he's the first on his team eliminated? What horse shit. I hope they keep him at the top and would love to see him possibly in the final four at the Royal Rumble match. Well, there goes my fucking time. Speaking of fucking, fuck the anonymous raw general manager. Wasn't Hornswoggle revealed? Fuck Larry the J-Brone and fuck you, Santino. Get your unfunny, useless ass off my fucking TV. You cockroach munching, giraffe piss drinking, waste of space. You will never amount to shit. Kata! Out. Wow. A lot of hate there. Uh, let's touch on the first subject. Yeah. Sting. Yeah. Sorry it wasn't the Young Bucks or some other (laughs) cool indie star. It was just one of the biggest icons that have never been in (laughs) WWE. But let's get over that thing. Let's get over that. Yeah. Uh, Ryback. Yeah, he was the first one eliminated, but it took two finishers from two of the best heels. So is it shitty? No. No, I didn't mind the way they did that. I didn't mind it at all. And Other than I... Picked him as my sole survivor, right. and I was like, well, there fucking goes that. <laughs> I think he'll be king of the mid-card, where mm. I think he doesn't beat Seth Rollins, sure, but beats the hell out of Fondango. Oh, man, you think? I think that's where his, I think that's where his bread and butter is going to be. Yeah, I think you might see him with a title run somewhere down the line someday sometime. Oh, nope. Never? Nope. Not one time? Nope. I, I see. I can see him being the Intercontinental Champion. Really? For Never like a long world time. champion. I don't Never. think so. Not as a face. Ever. Yeah. Not I, as he a doesn't face. have to be a face. Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying like this oh, right This back. run. Oh, this I run. Gotcha, yeah, yeah. I gotcha, I gotcha, yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. No, gotcha. this run, I think he'll be IC champion. Yeah. And he'll just be, like I said, 
king of kind of like what Sheamus was there for a little bit, where it's like Sheamus is beating Mark Henry, Sheamus is beating everyone, but it, when it comes to Rusev, yep, you know, I think yeah. that's where it'll be. Yeah. But that's I still answer. like that idea. Who said it? You, you told me someone. I can't remember. Someone thinks that Rusev, his streak ends. Have you said? Have you said? Have you said? I do like that Have idea. Said, that's king of the mid cards. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, U.S. title. Yeah, for the big guy. Yeah, and big I thought guy. the concession thing was good. Yeah, yeah that I was like good. It. Yeah. All right, Canada. Canada. Thanks. A lot of hate, but thanks. A lot of hate. A lot of hate. Send us something positive. A lot of hate. Remember the motto for this year. Positive and patient. It's almost done. It's almost done. Let's, almost let's done. finish strong. Let's finish strong. Come on. Come on. We had some spurts, Woo! myself included, Woo! where it was not good. Woo! But I'm trying again. Woo! I'm, ar- I'm already thinking of uh, next year's stuff. Too. Are you? But I I'm need fin- to start thinking about I'm that. I'm finishing strong. I'm finishing telling you. strong. Katie, the first lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She says, boys, Survivor Series is in the books, and nothing really major happened. Oh, wait. I take that back. Sting showed up. About damn time. I thought it was very well done, and it could possibly set up a match between him and Triple H at WrestleMania. Hope Royal Rumble. Ziggler was the man and the best sole survivor in the match. Big Show turned heel for the 97,000th time. I think he and Mark Henry are taking bets to, uh, as to you could earn heel the most times. Or turn heel, I think is what she meant to say there. Mm-hmm. Nikki is Divas champion thanks to Bree's kiss of death to AJ. It is better than, uh, oh, it is better that the Bellas are back together than apart after their horrendous storyline. And the authority is no longer in power thanks to Sting! What a surreal moment. Good to see Daniel Bryan in charge of Raw, even if it was for one night. I have a feeling they'll be guest GMs each week. What are your thoughts on where WWE are going post-authority and upcoming feuds? Also... I'm hosting DSJMP.com podcast this week. Hey, hey. Be sure to listen. Let me know how I do. Much love as always. Can't wait to hear Brian Shields talk about 30 years of WrestleMania. It's on my Xmas list. Later, Katie. The first lady. Yeah. What do you think? Let's do this. What are your thoughts on where WWE are going post-authority? Like I said, I'm trying not to get excited because once I get around an idea, like that's the only thing I want, you know? Yeah. So I'm trying not to make it all about Shane McMahon. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I want. But they're going to do something. I I think the end result is whoever this anonymous GM is, Uh it's fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. That person. John Doe. Or Jane Doe. Or Jane Doe. Will become... So powerful and evil. Yes. Forcing John Cena to bring back the authority. Yes. And then they're going to do like a baby face. You got to fight fire with fire. Right. But they'll do a baby face. Hey, John, I know we've had our differences in the past. But this is my business. I'm not letting this person. Right. And then they'll do like two or three months of that. And then boom, they go back to being. Right. When they defeat the other person, him and John Cena stand in the ring. They're like, yes, we did it. And then whack. Yeah. Yeah, I did it. Mm-hmm. You didn't do shit, John Cena. John Cena. Didn't do shit, John Cena. Idiot. Idiot. Katie. The first lady is great. I mean, seriously. We say it every week, but. She's really, great. She's great. She's great. She's great. All right, we'll move on. Two. 
Hallmark. So sweet. Send us an email. Does he send us an email before? I think so. Yeah. Says, hey, Cappy and Mackie. Mm-hmm. Just a short little email from me this week. I wanted your opinion on the anonymous Raw GM. The Rock from the AllWrestling.com Week in Review with Dan the Cannon. It's a caller to that show. Mm-hmm. Not Dwayne The Rock Johnson, but just right. the guy take, named The Rock. Take, take a shot. Uh, just said to me on Twitter that he thinks it's Triple H and Stephanie, but I disagree. Can't be. Well, the only one with the power to put an anonymous GM in charge is Vince McMahon, and in putting them in that position, he would negate the fact that Cena is the only one that can give them the power back. Masturbate over that one, fuckers. <laughs> also, thanks for consistently being great at what you do and for giving me an easy way to chime in with my opinions. It is appreciated. Oh, and T-Mac, mm-hmm. don't sell yourself short. You are smart enough to be a nerd. Hallmark, <laughs> out. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so taken back by that last comment. Yeah. Um, it can't be. Okay. Now, I say it can't be, but it totally can. Uh, okay. So the big picture, mm-hmm. this is what we're saying. Mm-hmm. With whoever's idea, The Rocks from The Weekend Review, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is his. Okay. This is the logic. Yeah. The authorities in power. The authorities in power. Vince says, uh, uh-uh. let's shake it up. Yep. If you lose, you're out of power. You're out of power. So the only person who can put you back in power is John Cena. John Cena. So you lose. Uh-huh. You're out of power. You're out of power. And then I'm just going to put you back in power. What, hey, what about this? That makes no, no, no sense. No, 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 John Cena. John Cena. John Cena. What if who named the anonymous GM is John Cena? How does he have that power? Because he can put them back in power. He went behind the door and said, Vince, we're getting the slow build to the magic unicorn. That's a cooler idea. You're right. Than, That's a way Vin- cooler idea. That's a cooler idea That's than Vince cooler just idea. doing it. Yeah. But it's not going to happen. But it's the magic unicorn. It is a magic unicorn. Right? And then we finally, slowly, like, wait a minute. They find out magic's Triple H. Like, you couldn't be. The only person who could do that is John Cena. And they're just like, and they look over at John like, busted. And then John's like, uh. And everybody's like, wait, what are you talking about? And he's like, you know what, fuck it. And then just starts beating people up. Or he does the heel turn, and then it dawns on them. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. It's not just a random attack on babyface, you know, Roman Reigns. Yep. I mean, yeah. yeah. Not going to happen. It got me excited. But God yeah, well. damn it, not going to happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, the anonymous Raw GM, if it's, we, we've talked about it all night. You heard the answer to that. So I don't want to shit on your email. But, um, yeah, it. we hope it's somebody that abuses their power to the point that John Cena has no choice but to get somebody as sinister and as evil to fight fire with fire. There's no way that the best heel, Steffi McMahon, is just going to be off TV. Is she pregnant? That's the only reason. And again, they're, they're still, they'll still allude well, to And that her. would give us next amount of time. That's what to, I'm saying. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For this storyline to occur. Hallmark! But you just don't get rid of Stephanie. No. Yeah. Love the emails. Thanks. Hallmark! Oh, Mark. Oh, Mark. Andy Anderson. Yeah. Hi, awesome one. 
Man. T Mac. Life can suck. You ain't lying. I got my car stolen yesterday. Ugh. Thankfully, the police found it today, but it cost me $200 to get it out of the impound. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that sucks. That's bullshit. And does insurance not cover that? Yeah. Jesus. God. But even when Sagatin, that sucks. That is the, no, and that's stupid. That's like getting kicked in the balls. It's and then car, but I got yeah. Getting kicked in the balls, and now you got to buy me new shoes because you got <laughs> shoes dirty. But even when sucky things happen, I can still be thankful. So Good for you. Since this week is the week of Thanksgiving, I am thankful for this podcast and other podcasts from the hashtag AWWIR family. Take a shot. This show allows me to listen to friendly people talk about things I like. It helps me take my mind off of the everyday troubles and tribulations of life. Side note. Did we talk about this? The comedian who said, does anybody ever just have tribulations? You always got to have... You ever have tribulations without the trials? <laughs> He's like, never just heard anybody be like, oh, man, I'm just going through these tribulations, man. <laughs> I'm like, suffering all these tribulations. Anyway, back to his email, which was being all serious, and now I'm shitting on it. I'm also thankful for getting something different and some surprises at Survivor Series. Everyone and their mother was saying either Cena or Ryback was going to be the sole survivor, and we would get Randy Orton to come in and make it able for Team Cena to win, but we got something totally different. A totally new soul survivor in Dolph Ziggler and a sting debut. I could hear Heavy Set and Wayne the Baker marking out from my living room. Also, on a separate note, do you see the stuff that is happening in Ferguson again? Postpone the New Day faction? That's where I'm excited. Mm, sorry for the long email. No, that's where. Double I'm... A with my emailed thought this week, and that has been my nickel. Thank you so much. That's where I'm excited uh, with this new day. Well, there was talk that that's what delayed some of this to begin with. Was these Well, of, you bring them in as the baby face. I, I like our storyline idea. Yeah. Uh, everybody's like, hey. hey. And then like, wait a minute. Wouldn't Kofi do something? Right. right. Well, it wouldn't be Kofi. Well, he's a good guy. So yeah. They're trying to preach and tell us all to live. Yeah. Yeah. Move positive. Come on. Yeah. He wouldn't steal from me. Right. No. He wouldn't jump that guy in the back. Kofi, no, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Why would he jump him? Yeah. Wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Wait a minute. What do you mean the title disappeared? The fucking Biggie isn't gonna steal a title. He can go right. win his own title if he wants. Yeah. Hmm. But man, I, the WWE that I love plays into this. Oh yeah. Well, back in the Attitude Era, this would have been the first thing. Not even there that. would have been fucking looters and rioters on Raw. No, like right. fucking, you know what I mean. Like but, oh. even farther than that, the first Gulf War. What yeah. Sergeant Slaughter do? Mm-hmm. What Sergeant Slaughter do? Turned and became an Iraqi yeah. sympathizer. Right. Oh, and I love that storyline. Be topical. Yes. Don't be a pussy and be afraid. Yeah. To get, that's what's going to get you ratings. Yes. Look, your advertisers like we're not going to. Somebody will. Some I somebody will you. attach to those ratings. Yeah, you it go, might not be toys. Right. You if you go from a three to a six, mm-hmm. yeah, you might lose Mattel. Here's what you do. But you're gonna pick up Bud Light. You're gonna pick up Monster Energy. Right. You're yeah. Pick, come on. Yeah. Come on. Let's go. Stop being a pussy. Yeah. Stop being a vagina. Last week, uh, what did we say? The average listener is how old? Or 40, excuse me. It was like 42. Yeah, our, the average person who watches WWE. More than half of their demographic was over the age of... 20. Yeah. Yeah, over the age of 20-something. Come God on. Goddamn. Let's go. 
get some controversy. Even if you don't go main event storyline, just allude to it. Which, side note that I also picked up on from Raw, a lot of sexual innuendos. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Catch John Cena chant that when uh-huh. when uh, Rowan and Harper were uh, uh-huh. squaring off. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. The old uh, Harper yep. would do that, didn't yep. he? Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> Andy Anderson. Andy. Andy. Wait for it. Are you waiting for it? You're supposed to be waiting for it. I don't know if you're waiting for it. Anderson! What'd you say? Yeah. Next up, you're going to like this one. Am I? Mm hmm. Okay. The subject line uh-huh. is fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. You know who it is? Uh, I mean, I have guesses, but I'm, I'm going to. Mike from Boston! Mike from Boston! Mike from Boston! What up? He says, hey, bro hams, Mike from Boston here. Not really sure what to say. Hold you on, stop. Uh, Anytime a guy from Boston can call me a broham, yeah, I kind of feel cool, <laughs> right? And I think he should say his name like that all the time. Be like, "Hey, I'm Mike from Boston." Yeah, just, just, uh-huh. yo, what's up? I'm Mike from Boston. Yeah, own <laughs> it. Like... Be an extra in the town. <laughs> yeah, what's up? I'm Mike from Boston. Not really sure what to say about Survivor Series. It was a clusterfuck, and I'm surprised WWE didn't have a stronger card. Am I the only one that wanted Orton more than Sting? Anyways, on the road this week, sorry for the shitty punctuation. Also, not sure if it was brought up last week, but I went back and it was episode 59. You did the news last. Go back and listen. <laughs> you say time to finish with the news like we always do. Were you guys on drugs? This is why I love you. Later, Dingleberries. Mike from Boston. Dude, look, I've listened to episode 59. I did it. I created it. Me and T-Max sat here and did it. Yeah. I put it together. We do the news first. Every time. <laughs> I don't need to go back and listen. I did it. Yup. <laughs> I didn't think Survivor Series was a clusterfuck at all. I thought, I it, thought it was very well done. Especially in the main event, I thought it was very well thought out and well booked. It was effort. Effort. Something we haven't seen in a while. Because even though you could make the argument, if I'm a person from St. Louis, I probably, let's say I'm a 16-year-old from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. If I'm pushed up against the corner and saying, who do you want more? You're probably going to say Randy Orton than Sting. But even it was the effort. You know, at least they gave him something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Randy Orton makes sense in St. Louis, but it's Sting. Yeah, and it was sting, it, it was effort. It was yeah. effort. That's all. Just give me original effort, and I won't hate it. I yeah. might not like it, but I won't hate it. But right. if you give me, if you try, if you give me John Cena's 16th title run and his second feud is Orton, I fucking hate. I hate it. this. Yeah, that's all. I'm right, saying. and that's I don't like Sting. Right, but it's different. And I was like, eh, yeah. I just I don't like Sting, but and, hey, I like the moment and right. I like the surprise of it. And I was mm-hmm. like, all right. And to, and for what I said, because I know I'll get the oh you like original and effort, but you hate TNA. Look, totally Look, different. Totally different. <laughs> okay, because totally. I already saw that in my mind. I was yeah. like, well, I'm gonna get tweeted yeah, on Friday. Idiots. Yeah, why don't you like TNA? Right. Then it's not the. It's totally different. All right. Ultimate M J. 
Boston. First of all, Mike from Boston. Mike from Boston. Mike from Boston. It always feels like a good show. Like, yep, we got Mike from Boston. We got Mike from <laughs> you Boston know what I mean? on. Like, it's always solid with everyone yes. who contributes, but it's like a cherry on the top. Yeah, it's one of those, like, this is, oh, it's just, oh, it's Mike from Boston. Yeah. Ultimate MJR. Another great one. Yeah, you know what that brings. Uh-uh. Oh, I knew. I was just playing stupid. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a cheat. I'm a cheat. What is up, Captain Awesome and Big T Mac with special sauce, lettuce, cheese, and a sesame seed bun? Oh, come Forgot on. The pickles, onions. Uh-huh. Yeah, good call. It's your favorite emailer whose email you missed last week. What's up with that? Hey, you get did that. that. No, I, pff, I don't see the email, so it's What's all you. Fuck? I didn't yeah, get that. All you. This but- happened with Big Josh where his kept going to the damn, I'll have to check the spam folder. Oh. But it's still all love, and I have come with more... Five questions. Sorry, no German this week. <laughs> it's okay. Sorry about missing your email, okay? Yeah, and yeah, now he's mad. Jesus, man, don't take the fun frogging away from us. One, don't lie, but did you guys mark out when Sting showed up on Sunday? 100%. No. I stood up. I was literally laying down on my couch, and it got me to a standing hands on top of the head, oh, shit, verbally. Yeah. Anthony was sleeping, and he got up to <laughs> yeah. say he thought we were like getting attacked. Right? Yeah. He's like, "What's going on?" I'm like, "Somebody's ass." Yeah. He's like, "He's like, what's going on?" I'm like, "Stings on." He's like, "Oh, cool," but like he's yeah, still like yeah, sleeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like he didn't get it. It's like, dude, don't fucking. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, mean, I was dreaming of titties. Right, yeah. <laughs> so I went nuts. I went dude, nuts. Okay. Now, if I was a Sting fan, I would have marked out. Not a Sting fan, and I saw on the news that this was their plan. So I heard the crow, and I was like, uh. Sting. And you grin. I was like, you grin. Sting. You grin. I was like, sting. And I grinned a little bit. I was like, sting. Instead of when I posted on my Instagram and uh, Twitter account at Titan T Mac on both, Uh uh, you say, meh. Meh. Yeah. That's, I mean, that that was kind of. It was more than meh. Meh. No. Fondango. Maybe it was was meh. Fondango coming back is meh. You read it wrong. It was meh. It was M-E-H. Meh. <laughs> Meh. There's no tone in text. Meh. <laughs> Meh. Meh. <laughs> All right, number two. What did you guys think of Dolph Ziggler being the sole survivor instead of John Cena? Loved it. I said this to you, though. I sent you a text message. Mm-hmm. The only thing, and they do this with baby faces that are cooler as heels, where they should just be a cool Heel. It should be a non-backstabbing, right. rule-breaking asshole. Right. Still, yeah. But the only thing about Ziggler is he can't do this like, man, it was it was really good, Renee. Like, we went out there and, man, I was able to win the match. It's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Be cool. Stop being this be retrospective cool, yeah. Yeah. Like, intellectual like, like, fucking. Oh, my God, guys. Yeah. Remember the moment? Stop remember it. Remember that time that I yeah, was the yeah. sole survivor? Right. He did that yeah, promo on Raw. Yesterday. Yeah, he did that promo on Raw, and I was like, shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah. But I thought it was amazing. Yes. It was great, and it looked like hey, maybe the future is now. Yeah, hopefully. Number three. Were you let down by the way the Bray Wyatt-Dean Ambrose match ended? I was kind of let down. I, I guess was, that there. I, I I called it as soon as he did the tables, the chairs, and he pulls out the ladder, and I was like, "The next fucking pay per view is TLC." I just wish that he either jumped off the damn ladder, yes. or everyone like uh-huh. didn't allow him. He just standing up there. I wonder like, if maybe eh. he he brought up that idea, and they were like, "No, don't do it." And then he pulls it out, and he's like, "Fuck him, I'm gonna do it." Right. And then he gets up the ladder, and he's like, 
I don't want to do this. I don't want to get fined. You know what happens to Cesaro. You're right, yeah. <laughs> I don't want it to be the Dean Ambrose kickoff show. Number four, where does the Adam Rose and the Bunny saga go next? Hopefully off. Or to hell. TV. Or to hell. Yeah. Is that all you got to say about that? I would be so disappointed if it's Sami Zayn. If they introduce oh, Sami Zayn no. via Bunny. God, no. Uh, no, they're doing too much with his storyline right now down in NXT. Well, but if he loses, he quits. Right. Oh, Jesus. You know? Number five. What if it's Baron Corbin? Oh, God. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Bull Dempsey. Five. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you guys think will take over now that Triple H and Stephanie are out? Stop teasing me with this question because it just <laughs> makes me hopeful. Yeah. See, because what they don't tell you about being positive and patient, this is the one lesson I've learned this year. Is it does pay off to be positive and patient, and I have my faults, and I don't follow through all the time. But the one thing they don't tell you about positive and patient is it also breeds hope. Yeah. And damn it, when you're let down, yeah, it's so. Yeah. Oh, it's so disappointing. As always, thank you guys for making me laugh on good days and bad. Thanks. Man, that really means. Yes. Like, man, are we seriously still doing that? But you didn't read my email last week. And it had a dollar in it. <laughs> didn't have a dollar. Didn't in have it. a dollar in your electronic <laughs> mail. Jesus. <laughs> you sneaky. I see you keep getting away without sending us a dollar there. Right. Now he sent us dollars before. He's a good guy. Great guy. But uh, let's 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 look. Okay, I'll check the spam folder, and I apologize if I missed your email. Maybe you sent it to table shot at gmail.com i don't know table shot I mean, maybe just check your send folder make sure it's right as all i'm saying a and table check, shot I'll a check, podcast about I'll billiards check, i'll check the <laughs> i'll check coming up soon on the trending topics network.com i will check the send folder and uh you know let's let's get the fun frogging back don't punish us because you know you know of a clerical error all right i kind of like my idea table shot table shot <laughs> billiards all billiards all the time table shot <laughs> T-Mac. Let's do one commercial of the table one shot. Of the table shot. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a funny idea. All right. You ready for the next one? Yes. I'm not going to tell you who it is. Well, good. I just want you to read it. Because he says, what's up? Well, 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 it's the one and only Heavy Set. Back once again to make T-Mac piss his pants in terror, worse than John Cena did before his match with Brock Lesnar. I just want everyone to know, for those who do have the enhanced radio, mm-hmm. uh, I just literally popped my neck and I, <laughs> and I sat up because yeah. I know yeah. I'm going to uh-huh. go into something. So. Just, I apologize. It's taken me so long to write back, but I'll get to that explanation at the end of this email. First off, one of the biggest problems of this whole conversation is that we are purely arguing over some semantics. Which I've literally said since day one. But I guess that's what makes this fun. It does. I understand that you think Cesaro should have won the WWE World Heavyweight Championship at Money in the Bank with Paul Heyman. I understand that when you book what you think should happen, you like the book progressively. Mm -hmm. For some reason, you like to think that I don't book in the same fashion. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. I booked the same way too. I'm always thinking towards the future. But I like to work with what WWE gives me. Can't just book people to the moon out of nowhere and without proper reason. Whether you want to believe it or not, Goldberg. 
whether you want to believe it or not, you are just like everyone else in the IWC. You expect instant gratification, which does not work in WWE. That's great that you want to think towards the future and all, but it's not always about what you want. Sometimes while fantasy booking, you do not consider what the rest of the roster can or will be doing at the same time. Let's go back a couple weeks ago when we had a Twitter exchange. You booked an idea of what the Divas should do going forward. To refresh your memory, you wanted the NXT Divas to come up and invade the WWE Divas roster. Well, here's a few problems with that. How can you book it invasion angles such as that with a limited amount of time that WWE gives to the Divas and their storylines? Also, stop. Yeah. You eliminate the total Divas. There <laughs> yeah. you go. Yeah. And I think part of what T Mac is saying is laying his head down on the desk is uh, give more time to the Divas when you give them an interesting storyline like this. Mm-hmm. Anyway. He said, mm-hmm, from down where he's resting his head. Says, also, once you bring up the NXT Divas, you would then have no Divas in NXT. Because once you promote wrestlers to the main roster, you can't just keep them in an NXT full time. Like Emma. But that's just my take on it. Yeah. My okay. Take. Back to Cesaro. I agree that Cesaro is the future. Thank you. But you cannot strap a rocket to his ass to the top. Yeah, because if he gets a neck injury... Let's, let's keep it. Cesaro was a badass. Yeah. But he does not have the same build and look that guys like Brock and Reigns have. Yeah, he's just super strong. Cesaro is no Andre. Yeah, I think it's cool you like a guy and all. He just threw the giant. <laughs> but just because WWE doesn't book your guy to the top, top rope. it doesn't mean they are wrong. I'm a Dolph Ziggler fan. Yeah. I should know these things. Mm-hmm. You didn't see me crying and bitching a few months ago because WWE was burying Dolph. Yeah, I did. Nope. Yep. Positive <laughs> impatience. <laughs> look at him now. <laughs> Look at him now. He's on top. Will it last? Probably not. So do me a favor. Act like Elsa. Let it go. Let it go. WWE. What's that? Frozen. What's that? Let it go. Oh. Let it go. Okay. Okay. I didn't. I've never seen that. WWE will push him one day, but you will have to wait. Never give up, except when it comes to the Cesaro push. Heavy set. (laughs) Felt like I P.S. No. Nope. What's T Mac's mom good at? P.S.ing. That's a good one. P. P.S. <laughs> That's a good okay. One. <laughs> my absence in my last email, I mentioned personal issues. Well, this show is like a family and or community. Those personal issues were that my girlfriend and I of nearly six years broke up. Mm. That sucks, man. On top of that, I've been real busy, but I'm doing my best to get back into emailing this show on a weekly basis. I know I don't have to, but I choose to never give up. Well, thanks, man. Thanks, dude. And I I saw you post that on Facebook, and I guess maybe I didn't say anything to you personally, but I just didn't know. We've never really approached personal conversations like that to each other. Mm-hmm. So I kind of didn't know if you cared that I fa- – you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I always, it's always weird for me to approach those subjects with people that I've met through things like this. But Right. Uh, well – that does suck, dude. I'm sorry to totally hear that. Totally sucks. Uh, going back to the email, because that's yeah. what we can talk about a little right. bit more comfortably. Uh, I answered everything. Yeah. You could easily have. And was there only six women that could ever wrestle? You don't have. What's that? Yeah. Shimmer? Yeah. Right? right you, could, yeah. you don't have shimmer that you could just uh-huh. buy and then just use I, them? Um, what about I, Miss Natural? I agree with him on the Cesaro thing, though. I wouldn't have booked him into the to win that at Money in the Bank. Yeah, because Paul Heyman sucks. It's not about Paul Heyman. It's about Cesaro. It's about Paul Heyman cutting promos and making interesting storylines. Yeah. 
Paul Heyman doesn't do that. He had been in that position already recently, and it, that might run the risk of being stale also. Paul Heyman stale? Yes. Name another time Paul Heyman's been stale. <laughs> okay, but he is smart and disappears long enough to not be. I'm, well, just saying. Mm-hmm. But again, you want Paul Heyman in that main spot. You don't want Cesaro in there. Well, Cesaro's the great wrestler. <laughs> well, but again, that's not that's a Rusev-like push. Okay. okay. Do you not like Rusev? Sure, in the U.S. title spot. I don't want him in the world title spot. You're saying Rusev and Cesaro are the same wrestler? It's not about the wrestling. It's about the entire package, and I don't want... <laughs> it's not about the, the wrestling, but the we love Daniel Bryan. It's just... Oh. Again, I just said it. That was a great storyline that they built around him, but now I'm like... Mm. And how long did it last? Yeah, a year. not very far. The storyline lasted a year. His wearing the fucking title well, lasted a Well, that wasn't his <laughs> fault. But that's why I'm saying push Cesaro. Nah. How old is he? Cesaro he ain't a young pup. looks like a goofball in the ring. No, he doesn't. Yes, when no. he's when he's being all goofy, smiling around or something, like he just, there's still something that hasn't clicked. And I've heard other people say it on podcasts, like wrestlers and managers and longtime commentators. He's a special talent that just needs something to click. Can't quite put my finger on it yet. But when he figures it out, he's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Totally Heavy said, long time no here. Glad you're back. Hope things are doing all right for you, man. Yes. And keep contributing. And, keep and can we just end it? Yeah. I'll, I'll end it. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah, you're both just, you're We're both done. just, yeah. So let's talk about anything else. Yeah. I don't mind talking about the deepest thing. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. I feel like yeah. I, I made complete sense and won that one. Yeah. Like I win everything. One zero. Mm. You didn't win Survivor Series. I won the whole fucking thing. You didn't win Survivor Series. You haven't won the last four or five. Well, you haven't, you, picks. You, you haven't won a round. Mm. 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 Round one goes mm. to me. Mm. Yeah. Year one went to you. Whatever you want to call last it. Five or six rounds went to me. For the podcast, final email. Final email. You know who that is. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm kind of hoping. No, you just cleared your throat, so I know it's not. But I was hoping. That since we went PG, he was like, you know what? I'll go PG. And then <laughs> right, now yeah, that we're not, yeah, you know? Yeah. But I still like, go ahead and say it. What's up, Captain Awesome and T-Mac? PGBL checking in for this week's Spanish Announce Table podcast with a couple of questions. Wait, wait what'd you on say? The week of wrestling. PGBL yes, checking in for this week's Spanish Announce Table. Yes. Yes, I'm yep. happy. Yes, yep. it's so funny. With a couple of questions on the week of wrestling. Number one. So WWE are spotlighting Dolph Ziggler again. So with that said, how would you two book Ziggler from now through to WrestleMania 31? Can I make a comment first? Yeah. They still haven't sold out to Ziggler. They still haven't sold out to Ziggler. It was one night. Yeah, one night. But let's say... You're yeah. gonna book him as a, I, I honestly wouldn't I don't know. See the the lack of right now an authority figure doesn't help Dolph Ziggler. Mm-mm. If he's gonna play that style. I would make him more the smooth like we've discussed. Hey, I'm still stealing the show and your girlfriend. Well, that's the storyline I think he's the best at. Yes. I say do the love interest. Yes. Do something similar to the effect of Christian, mm-hmm. Chris Jericho, and Trish Stratus. Remember that? Yes. Do that. That. Find another great wrestler. Let's just say, I'm getting hypothetical. Do not quote me on this. Mm. It's 
it's off the top of my brain. Let's just say it's Tyson Kidd and Natalia. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. And you throw in Dolph Ziggler because mm-hmm. they already have marital problems. Yep. And you build a epic, I'm a better wrestler and man than you yep. storyline. I just hate that. So we don't have, problem is I'd want a little more higher mid-card, lower main event thing mm-hmm. for book, uh, to book Dolph. There isn't a love interest in that range of the card. There's no couple that he could be the third wheel in. There's one. Who? If he's healthy. Who? Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Brie Bella. Brie Bella. There's one. Ooh. Huh? Oh. How cool would that be? Yes. Could you take Daniel Bryan out of that main event picture of WrestleMania 31 if he comes back and healthy in time for it? If he comes back late, yeah. Like he comes he, back late, absolutely. Right. But let's say he comes back with five months. Yeah, then I just... I, would, I think you could. But I don't think they the, want the to. I, well, I don't think they want to, but I also think the IWC would go fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God, they fucking idiots. Man, that would be cool. <laughs> I think, again, you can say it's stupid, but I think mm-hmm. it would be cool if he went back-to-back storylines where he elevated a Tyson kid and did the thing with him and Natalia yeah, yeah. and then just goes right into another one where it's Daniel Bryan and Brie yeah. and just now he's just girl. that guy. Yep, yep. Well, he already says it. Yeah. Stealing the show on your girlfriend. So you why not? up the marriage of Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella? How cool would that be? Wow. You you have him almost Ric Flair, Macho Man yeah, from WrestleMania uh-huh. 8. Yep. Oh, that'd be good. I love it. Because didn't he actually date Brie Bella, or was it Nikki? In real life, he dated one of them. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? And they're twins, so just say it's the other fucking one. Nikki Bella. Yeah, but just say it was the other one. Who fucking cares? You know, they look the same. Well, (laughs) then they did. Yeah. Yeah, then they did. Number two, with the authority gone, there is a gap in the heel roster. Is this an opportunity for the New Day to come in as the new dominant faction in WWE? Why? Or why not? Keep up the podcast gold. It is very much appreciated. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I sure hope so. I hope you. My P.S. Ho- Hold on. I'm not done answering Hold this. On. No, I'm not Hold done on. answering. You can answer it. I'm done with the P.S. God. Oh. Yeah. I think <laughs> it's pretty long. Let's just wait. Okay. Sure. What I was going to say is I P.S. hope. God damn it. Am I going to finish this or what? P.S. P.S. what? Finish. Okay. I hope. They go into the controversy of Ferguson. I love mm-hmm. push the envelope. Yes. I totally understand that they won't. Yes. So I hope pussies now. Right. So I hope they just Who would have thought vaguely, WWE Raw right. would go pussy? Yeah. I so hope they vaguely, you know, with with a paintbrush, just touch it. And then go back to being yeah, heels. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. All right. The PS. After last week's show, UnPGBL has gone on hiatus. Oh, no. But he did leave this message. I apologize in advance. Yes. This is the best email of all time. So the goddamn Spanish announce table is a PG show? That right there is what you call a cunt rag, piss-ass, motherfucking piece of shit, terrible news, and sucks more balls than a crusty old hooker taking on a bunch of sailors on shore leave. Crazy bunch of ass monkey raping jizz moppers. <laughs> Fuck that shit, I'm out of here, you piss bags. <laughs> Terribly sorry about that, gents. Have a great week. Later, Jeeves. 
<laughs> yeah. You, maybe uh, if you can reach on PGBL, <laughs> tell them it's not a PG show. We just did it at one time just to keep you a little on your, swerve. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say something like really serious about the show, but now I can't stop laughing. Yeah. Oh God! If you're a new listener, uh, unpgbl, awesome. unpgbl, pissed off. Oh my God! This is very weird. pissed. Oh man! Hope he didn't, you know, misunderstand the the joke of the of the family friendly show. <laughs> you know, and I didn't know that we were gonna get on PGBL. Uh, we had PGBL the week before. Oh my God! You know. Mm-hmm. Mm. T-Mac, that was the emails. Oh, that was a good one. And that was the show, motherfucker. What'd you think? That was great. It was a great show. I loved it. Brian Shields. Brian Shields, get the 30 book. years of WrestleMania. Hashtag 30YOWM. Yeah. If you have, like he said, he's going to be doing Q&As. Yep. We're going to have him on again. Check him out on the Facebook, the Twitter. We'll try to book in advance. So mm-hmm. if you have any more questions. Uh, we've got an idea kind of similar to what we did last year with WrestleMania. Yeah, definitely we're to book him for that. Yep. Yeah, definitely. We need a WrestleMania expert. No bigger one than him. Right. So, uh, yeah, we got some big things planned. Maybe so. Vince McMahon, bigger WrestleMania expert than. I don't know. Cause... I don't know yet because he's talked to so many people from different angles. Right. Where Vince only really knows his angle. Yeah. And uh, sometimes you. You, you for... might be right, T Mac. Sometimes you forget things because you're in it. Yeah. You know? Can't see the forest through the trees. Well, like, someone's like, hey, remember that fight from Titan 21? I'm like, no, I was backstage mm-hmm. working. I don't remember it, you know? I remember a couple, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? Very so, true. Yeah. Very true. T Mac, great show. Emails, yeah. tweet the tables. Hey, we are the Spanish Announce Table. We're on SpanishAnnounceTable.net. Tweet the table. Use Twitter. Hashtag tweet the table. Mm-hmm. Check out our Instagram. Tweet the table. Facebook.com slash the Spanish Announce Table podcast. Yeah, get an Instagram and like some photos. They're good. They are good. Yeah, they're very well done. They're good. Thanks to everybody that emailed, tweeted the table, sent questions for Brian Shields. Yeah, and tell a friend. Tell a friend. Donate some money to us. Send us a dollar. Hey, we got some new Tweet the Tables, and that was great. Yes, we did. I'm happy about that. Send us a dollar on PayPal, which is tableshow at gmail.com. That's also where you can send the emails if you want to send an email. Also, if you like the Trending Topics Network, they also have a donate button on there now. Yeah, donate, donate to, to some of those thing. great shows. Check out our sister shows, mm-hmm. sister shows, mm-hmm. on the Trending Topics Network. Got a little jab at them there. Mm-hmm. Yep, but there's okay. some great shows on there if you like movies, news, tech talk. We didn't get a movie of, of the week. We didn't get a movie. Yeah, we didn't get a Devil Vamp email, but hey. Man. Whatever. Man. We maybe he's too busy watching Strictly Sexual, the movie I told him to watch. Yeah, you would tell him to watch that. Mm hmm. All right. Next week, come back for episode 70 Goddamn One, T Man. 7 1. 70 Goddamn One. When we return next week on the Spanish Announce Table, which is conveniently found for your downloadable pleasure on. SpanishAnnounceTable.net and Samsung is also a full-time weapons manufacturer. Hmm. TrainingTopicsNetwork.com. You hear the clock ticking? You about to stop living? I want you to remember me, but the dead don't have no memory. So, we uh, listened back. Because it didn't make sense to me that I would say Randy Orton RKO's Seth, Seth Rollins, Rollins, but then 
the authority wins. Still wins, yeah. So we listened back. Yeah. And I held Captain Awesome's feet to the fire, and I said, "Ha ha! Mm. Listen again." So we did. Yeah. And you didn't I, hold my feet to the fire. I wouldn't oh, listen back. With I you. locked the door and I <laughs> oh, threatened your up. life. So what happened? You tell them. You did. Initially, you said Seth Rollins would win. Right. Right. Yep. And then I switched it. And then you said you're wagering a Triple H thing. It's coming down to, to Seth Rollins and Ryback. Right. And then you said then Randy Orton comes in. RKO's it, and that allows Team Cena to win. Right, and then you get RKO closing down. We started discussing the wager, and I think that's where I got confused because right. you were like, uh-huh. I was like, no, you're sure it's on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just kind of lost it for so whatever So we listened reason. back. I picked correctly yes. the score. So what that did was gave you five points for that match as yeah. opposed to a zero. Come on. Because you got the five for correctly predicting, and then you predicted a Triple H run-in, which would have gave you six, but you predicted a... Uh-huh. Randy Orton run in, so that brought you back to five. That brought the total score for Survivor Series to 22 T-Mac, 18 Captain Awesome. Hey! Captain T-Mac won. All right, enough uh, of that. Uh, 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 Nobody uh, wants uh, to hear you clapping. So you won Survivor Series. Bringing the grand total to T-Mac, 288, Captain Awesome, 289. You've whittled it down to a one-point deficit, team. And I will. This will be the last time you hear me do this, but I feel like it's fitting since uh, I'm coming back. Uh-huh. All I gotta say is. Uh-huh. Okay, that's it. That's all I'll say.